This is The 20 with DJ Spider, presented by BeatSource. Welcome to The 20 Podcast, after the gig stories and before the gig music prep with everything in between. I'm your host, DJ Spider. What's happening, my beat sorcerers? Everybody out there, we are back again with another gigless, working from home, quarantine edition of the podcast. We're staying home. We're keeping our social distance. We're talking on Zoom. I can hear and see him, but I can't touch him. We got an amazing guest here. I don't know if he wants me to touch him anyway, so it's all good. <laughs> but <laughs> reach I gotta out and touch me. <laughs> reach out and touch me. Hey. Yo, so this podcast is brought to you by BeatSource, of course. Um, BeatSource is the new digital music service for open format DJs like you and me. If you have not been on there yet, make sure you go explore all the amazing curated playlists at BeatSource.com. We got stuff you know for every genre possible and now starting this week they have an uh, instagram live stream going on with some of the curators of their playlists spinning these genre based sets so today kids spin did an old school house set i know they got latin hip-hop like all kinds of stuff coming up and beat source has like crazy throwback playlists acapella playlists instrumentals all types of stuff so go peep that okay now, I got to tell you guys something. Okay, today we have got somebody on the show who I feel like has added an infinite amount to the DJ culture. You can't even quantify the amount that this guy has brought to the game. Oh, uh, he's an absolute beast on the turntables or the CDJs or whatever you put in front of him. He's a real <laughs> DJ no matter what. He's endlessly productive with his edits, his production, his mixes, his podcasts, and endless things he's going to tell us about. He's coming to us live from Las Vegas, Nevada. Please make some noise for DJ C. Hey. What up? How's it going, Spider? Thanks for having me on. Yes. Thank you for being on. I never in a million years would have thought this is how we would reconnect, ever. Never Yo, would have thought of it. I mean, this crazy. is crazy, dude. I wanted mm -hmm. to have you in the Beat Source office, obviously, but uh, this is the second best way, and we're saving the world while we're doing That's it. Right? That's right. <laughs> That's okay. It's cozy. I like your studio over there. It looks good. Yeah, thanks. You know, I had to had to make things come together for uh, once this hit. I was like, oh, I don't have that much stuff in my house, so I'm gonna put whatever I got together. Yeah, make this happen. You know, I know. Um, yeah, I mean, just to give the listeners and viewers like some background, we've known each other for a while. I mean, a good, um, you know, what? Uh, I, would, I would say maybe fifth, 10, 15 years at least. Yeah. I, I can't even tell you to be honest. It's been a minute. Exactly. So. I think like 15 years about, you know, yeah. um, like I think we met, uh, I was trying to remember, but I think the night we met was at the Showbox Theater in uh, Seattle. And I feel like we met before that. We we met in LA because I remember oh. you gave me a CD. No, and I was right. like, oh, the, the kid is smart. He's carrying around CDs, handing them out. I'm like, okay. You're right. You're totally I like the right. Hustle. Yes. So we met yeah. at like an underground hip hop show or something in LA yep. or something like exactly. that, right? And I, I did think have Craze might have been playing. Like I remember Craze was like doubling up on Billie Jean and like all this crazy shit. I'm pretty sure. Wow. But yeah, that's man. nuts. I think you're right. Yeah. And I gave you a CD. I think it was like a red mix CD called yep. Paid pay dues and break even still got it oh my god <laughs> i gotta i gotta put that back up on the internet for people to check out um yeah. yeah crazy so we met there and then from there 
like we were both heavy into the underground hip hop scene, right? I mean, right. you were from everything, doing mix shows, DJing for people, doing scratches on people's records and all that, right? Right, right, yeah. Like early on, you know, Macklemore doing his mix CDs and scratching on records along with Risk One and just just really like the bubbling underground local community stuff. Like I right. was super into that before commercial radio and anything commercial. Yeah. So, yeah, for okay. sure. And you, you as well. Yeah, exactly. So, Same thing. I was trying to, I was, you know, producing music and doing scratches on records and trying to work with people and, and doing those shows. We'd be opening up for living legends or, you know, anyone in the yeah, underground yeah. scene and trying to travel around as much as we could. Um, yeah. And then, you know, obviously as DJs, we loved all aspects of DJing and this kind of I guess bottle service thing became a thing. <laughs> and it was even b before that. I think the the second time we met was at the Showbox Theater in, in yeah. your your hometown of Seattle. And right. we did a two by four, four turntable uh, DJ set for an official MySpace party. Yeah, man. That was so, cool. Yes. Shout out to Ted. Shout out Shout to out Ted. Over Ted Skillet. MySpace. Matteo. Yeah. Uh, t uh, Tom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't forget Tom. Don't forget Ooh. Tom. Everybody's friend. Everybody knew Tom. Everybody. Yeah. So they, they had, I mean, they hit me. We're like, we want you to do this MySpace show. We got this guy, DJ Scene. He's the official MySpace DJ. Come to the yeah. Showbox Theater, which was a legendary venue in uh, Seattle. Absolutely. Yep. And yep. they said, hey, venue. you guys do a four turntable set. And we're like, okay. I mean, I think Serato <laughs> had just come out, you know, like. Yeah. And we just were you were you on Serato that night? I can't yeah, remember. I'm for sure. pretty sure at that time I was not. I didn't make that jump yet. Really? No. It, I feel no. like it was a combination of Serato and um, records. Maybe I don't know. I I wish I had a better better memory of that night. I remember the place being huge. I felt nervous. You were super dope. I was like, this guy's amazing. I already knew you were dope, but just seeing you scratch oh, like thanks, in man. person, I was like, wow, this guy's killing it. And uh, I remember you. having a great time. You know, it just. I think we drank a lot and DJed a lot. <laughs> that <laughs> sounds <think>. good. Sounds <laughs> right. But uh, yeah, crazy. I mean, and then from there, it was like we we would do a lot of MySpace shows, right? And yeah, uh, exactly. That was kind of like this touring act, huh? You would do some shows, and and then you'd be out. So I'd be out doing another part of town or whatever. Like exactly. Yeah, just kind of running all over the place. It was it was cool there for a minute. I know that was almost the beginning of like my the traveling DJ thing yeah. that we, that we knew up until a couple months ago. Um, yeah. what that was the beginning taste of it for me, you know, like I was like, wow, these, this company wants to bring me to all these spots to DJ. And it was kind yep. of, it was also a good way to build the relationships in the same way that we're still touring around once this coronavirus thing is over. Um, we're still yeah. touring around. And a lot of those connections came from that time period, right? Yeah, absolutely. Like early on, you know, they're plugging you into these different venues. You're maintaining relationships. You're talking to people. You're, you're making friends with people in all these different cities. Yeah, and exactly. then that just carried on, you know. And, and if you're dope, you're going to be asked to come back as you were. So. Right, right. And it shows that, like, take every opportunity you have seriously. Like, to all the up-and-coming DJs, you never know what situation you're in or if you feel like you're not getting paid enough or, or you're not getting enough shine. Like, 
if you're getting the opportunity to go somewhere and meet people, that's the most important thing ever. You yeah. don't know who you're meeting that's going to become a lifelong friend, partner, collaborator, it's, someone that you could work with, you know, and connect. It's totally to. true. Or let's say, you know, if there's 20 people in the club and everyone's bummed out, they're like, oh, this is going to be a terrible night. It sucks. Yep. But the owner, you know, happens to be in there and he's like, yo, it sucks. And I'm bummed out, but you're crushing it. They're yeah. like, you know what? We got to get you back on a better night. We're going to have you back because I want to hear you do that in front of like a real crowd. Sorry about tonight. They're usually apologizing to us. You know what I mean? Right. Oh, I so, know. They're always like, sorry, man. It's dead so in here. So sorry. I'm, like, I'm sorry to you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, my bad. I don't know what happened tonight. They're like, it's usually never like this, but tell you what, let's get you back next month or a couple months from now and it'll be insane. I'm like, all right. So right. We, I know. That's why I just do the best. I'm like, look, this is what I'm here yep. to do. I'm going to do the best job possible. I don't care if there's two people or two million yep. people. Exactly. That's the truth. Exactly. And, and so, um, you know, from there, we've had so many things where our paths have crossed or we've had very parallel, similar uh, DJ experiences because yeah. from the MySpace thing where we were both the official MySpace DJ and we were touring <laughs> around and, you know, all that stuff. And we had a lot of, you know, top eight friends or whatever. Uh, yeah. Then um, DJ AM uh, started uh, the agency Dexstar and right. um, I ended up on there. You ended up on there. Yep. Um, a yep. lot of there the homies a, ended up on there. Just a handful of the good homies, huh? Yes, we were like the army of DJs that would go attack the club. You know, they'd be like, you, go to Chicago. You, go to Nebraska. And we would just go try to kill it as hard as we could. Now it was fresh. Sometimes it was intimidating, though, because, you know, an owner at a club, they'd be like, yeah, we just had Adam here. He crushed it. Like, can't wait to see what you're going to bring. And you're like, it's not going to be as good as that, but I'll try. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, I'm going to try, dude. Holy, man. What an act to follow. Exactly. You're like, yo, I I know. It was insane. Like... And we'd be, I know, I was looking back at these old flyers, like from Reserve in Chicago, and it was like, scene, homicide, spider, Steve Aoki, kid millionaire, DJ AM, you know, and be these insane lineups where you were like, exactly like, damn, these people last week, I got to come in here and just murder it. But also we were so into it at that point. I was making edits nonstop, (laughs) which we still are now, but, but it was so much even crazier you know at the time that i was excited to go do it i was nervous but i was so ready to go i was like this is the best you know no it was it was it was a great opportunity and a great period for sure and uh i I just remember getting butterflies at a few spots you know where they really hype it up they're like dude this guy came through this guy came adam absolutely destroyed it i can't wait for you bro like it's gonna be a good night right and you're like yeah it's gonna be good for sure (laughs) i hope (laughs) no but it it all turned out good you know everything yeah of course yeah i mean we know what we're doing but still even people like us that have been practicing for probably 10 20 years like then we're like still nervous in those situations, yeah, yeah. you know, because because of the yeah. way they're putting it. Like you're saying, oh, we had this person, we had that person. I'm like, oh, it's a lot to live up to, but yeah, the expectations were high, so you better come correct. Oh my god! But I know. what I mean, obviously, you know, you, you did your job, I did my job, and then yeah. a lot of people, like shout out to Brian Bassett, for example, in Sacramento, right, where huge, he just kept having his back out. year after year after year after yep. year, and it all. I feel like that's one good example of like that era and, and getting through the door with am I mean, he didn't have to take a chance on you or me or whoever but he did right. and then you know just maintain that relationship so yeah stuff. now we're like family we've been i mean right. doing that club for well over 10 years it's crazy yeah, exactly 
Um, so exactly. And that goes back to just like maintain your relationships in a genuine way, not on some like, yo, these are my relationships, but like people that you're cool with, you know what I mean? And treat them how you want to be treated. And yeah, things will and go I feel good. like when, you, when you're faking the funk too, like people can see through that bullshit. You know what I mean? Like, 100%. 100%. So yeah, I think the, the biggest part is just being genuine and being yourself and like actually being friends with people, not like hitting them yeah. up for a gig every time you hit them up. Like, right. I don't have to hit so-and-so up for a gig. I just want to hit you up, see what you're up to. Like, what's going right. on? What have you been and, doing? Exactly. And just doing things for the love of it and for the culture yeah. and just to add things. Because, like, that's a funny thing I noticed and I saw some people tweeting about um, that, like, I think it was Shabazz or someone tweet, tweeted about it that you see in this time when we're all locked in our house, yeah, the, re- the people that are the real creatives can't stop DJing, making That's music, right. doing creative things, learning Twitch, learning OBS, learning these new streaming things yep. and figuring out our life and, and adapting in the same way we adapt in the club. When you play a song that doesn't work and you're like, I, I got to turn this around and make this shit cracking. You're going to adapt to this life that's not working for us right now. And we're oh, going to make sure. it, you know, we've all and been I, thrown into it. Right. So how yeah. do we deal with it? And I, I love what you said, you know, as far as creatives, like you're not going to stop doing what you're doing. I'm definitely not going to nope. stop. I'm not making money streaming stuff online or doing any no. of this stuff, but I love doing it. So I'm just going to keep doing what I love to do. Exactly. Yeah. And I think it's funny. It shows the people that are getting into it for like the money or the mm-hmm. fame or whatever it is. And the people that are like, I've been doing this before and I will be yeah. doing it after. Even if we can never come out of our house for the rest of our life, I'm going to be DJing. I'm going to create stuff. I did a live yeah. set with my son yesterday. I'm doing new things. You know, it's like yeah. it, the creativity is the thing that brings you the life and the happiness within all of this time. And I think that's what oh, the people yeah. that are just focused on the news and CNN and, and this and that, like it's going to drain you. Like, of course you want to stay up on the news and all that and, and be active and help people but the creativity is going to keep you young keep you happy and keep you motivated and like excited right you know and as much as people say oh thanks for the the uh, content and thanks for doing what you're doing i'm doing it selfishly because in those moments when i'm djing and i'm having a good time i'm forgetting about all this shit that's going on and i'm just totally focused on what i love doing totally i don't know does that make sense? Oh, like, makes it, you're just like sense. oblivious, really, for that like right. hour or two hours or whatever it might be, and you're just in this yeah. little zen moment. Like, dude, I'm just exactly where I want to be, playing music, right. doing what I love doing. And I think that that's what the listeners or the viewers on Instagram Live and the other live platforms, Twitch and stuff, have are getting also. You know what I mean? How you see D Nice, D Nice oh, ends up being the best, so huge. <laughs> I think that says a lot about DJing and music and creativity and how it brings us together as a culture and as a species and helps us forget, not in a bad way where you're going to ignore, but helps us in the same way we're forgetting by DJing, they're forgetting by listening to the music and feeling the vibe through the, and it's amazing. We could do it like this through the screen, you know? So yeah, um, the D nice thing I think is just number one amazing for him. So much. Oh my god, uh, so cool! I'm so happy for him. Mad props. He deserves it so much. He's one of the illest DJs and music people. You know, 
I, got, uh, I just, hands down, you got to give the guy props just for doing these marathon sets. I'm like, oh holy God. crap. I'll check in on Instagram. He's still going. He's still going. So you listen for, you know, an hour or something and you, you, right. you take off and you come back. He's like, damn, he's still on. Okay. I'm going to listen again. Like, hey, keep Yo, it rolling. Insane, so right? Like, yeah. I mean, he's, yeah. I mean, even I saw Chris Villa last night did, I think, eight hours. I'm like, yo. Oh, what, shoot. Like, I he was in his backyard, right? I yeah. checked out the show for a little bit. I don't know if that bit. was oh, last that was night or dope. two nights ago. He did eight hours. But I'm like, yo, Holy you're crazy, dude. dude. But but it shows, you know, we can't stop. You know, we love it. And I've seen DJs. Some people, like you said, we're not doing the streaming for money. And I'm not, like, coming out there. But I have seen in the comments, even on D-Nice and a lot of these people, yo, what's your cash app? What's your Venmo? And people are sending them money, you know, <laughs> oh, which no is kind of okay. dope. Dude, I've seen DJs making more in their room. Some DJs I know I talked to making more off their cash app and Venmos than they would in like a bar they would have DJed that night. Well, okay. So, All right. So maybe I need to get my Venmo link up there on when the next uh, time I do a, uh, I mean, a live stream. I'm just I'm tossing it out there. <laughs> exactly. You should, dude. I've seen I've honestly been hearing some pretty crazy stories and then seeing okay. Twitch and the way Twitch is working and and people appreciate being able to be part of it. You know, and even people like Kenny Beats on Twitch, he's making beats, but people are interacting with him, sending him money and, you know, paying him f for the lessons and stuff like that, I think. So know? I was curious. I need to really look into Twitch because my brother the other day, he's like, well, if you're doing IG Live and you're already creating the content, you're already doing these mixes, you're putting them right. on your podcast and this and that, why yeah. don't you do... Um, do YouTube and Twitch and this and that and like have it all broadcast at the same time. Right. And I, uh, to be honest, I haven't taken the time to really look into how I would even facilitate getting it all to those. I, I probably would need multiple phones. I would imagine. But uh, I, I don't. Well, I spent the past, <laughs> you know, we, I spent the whole weekend figuring that out to the point where mm -hmm. I'd be up till four in the morning with like my eyes bloodshot. Like, what am I doing right now? But I think <laughs> I I figured out a lot of stuff, and maybe this could help you know people listening out there, and maybe help you. Okay, um, you two devices probably you 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 might need two devices, but you can do that uh, through one device. There is okay ways to do it, and um, there's different stuff. There's something called so. You should do that. Your brother is right. And yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I've been looking into it. And the, what I figured out, I think the best way to get the best quality is using this like Roland Go mixer. Here. Okay. See if I, uh, I got one back here, but it's called the Roland Go mixer. Okay. You can run that. Um, Oh, he's pulling it out. Pulling it out. Pulling it out. Okay. Yeah. We got okay. the rolling go. Rolling go. And it has a cord that goes right into your phone. Okay. Gotcha. Okay. So this then will run out of your S9 or, or 900 or whatever. Go straight uh, into your phone for Instagram Live, which might be how you're doing it already. I don't know. But uh, no, Dude, I'm straight up going through the app. I am recording room audio. It's, you know, at a decent volume right, right next to the speaker and i'm just going straight through the microphone on the uh okay on the phone i think i so. mean that works that's what d nice does and he yeah. has the most viewers of anybody and some of the best streams do that if you want to do some straight you know like mixtape quality this yeah. thing goes straight in you talk in the mic through your mixer you go everything through your mixer yeah. and it has like full best quality for the Instagram live. Then yeah. on the, on the other side of things, 
you can have a webcam hooked up to your laptop that you're broadcasting. Oh, there you with, go. Okay. Or any camera. You can have a video capture device um, that you could run a DSLR camera, a, a GoPro, anything in. True. And, and then you can send that through this program called OBS or a program called StreamYard. Okay. And then that will send out to your Twitch youtube periscope for twitter anything you want okay so that's um, what i need to do is get the webcam and just broadcast it off my laptop while i'm recording directly into serato while yes. i got my, everything up all and of it. have that all as a it. totally separate feed and then maybe that's all i need is that yes. webcam that i'm missing so hmm. good to know you paused yo, yo, on me yo. exactly yeah i know you gotcha. i got you I know I lost you for a sec. Okay, we're back. See, this is working from home edition. <laughs> um, but yes, exactly. All that stuff. So basically, you could do it. And and there's like this, in, I can show you out of here, but there's an internal program called Soundflower or Loopback that okay. you can tell to listen to your Serato, then send it to the program that's going to send to YouTube and Twitch and all that. If you don't have the second device. If you do right. have the second device, you could you can... DJ out to um, uh, it it sorry <laughs> if you do have the device you can send it out to like your Apollo twin or something like that okay and then um, and your other device and do it from there but you can do it all in one and then there's something called restream I think it's restream.io and that will stream yeah. out to as many things as you want if you have that account Holy so you can send it to YouTube so there's just there's really a ton of different options it sounds like you've really looked yeah. into it I haven't I just kind of popped up the IG and went let's let's get on it like right, right. away as, and as my brother should. like immediately was like dude you're kind of wasting the opportunity because you could be on youtube you could be doing on twitch blah 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 this and that i'm like yeah that's true and he's like you're already doing the work you're already you know broadcasting why not you know have it on multiple platforms like yeah that's true because everybody consumes it in different ways right like there's people totally. they're like thank you for putting it on your podcast because i would never watch you know ig live i'm like oh yeah huh right <laughs> hey, no know. problem i got you oh shit. right some people are like i haven't been on instagram since october but i go on youtube all the time or i only do twitch yeah. and i'm like all right so it's good to, or twitter some people are only twitter so right it is good and and these programs are made for this um so yeah, I mean, look into all that stuff. Also, shout to uh, Mike twenty six hundred. Um, he what up, put, Mike? What up? He <laughs> put out uh, like the most simple, informative graphic ever on Twitter today. So look up Mike twenty six hundred on Twitter. Okay, and he showed exactly how he does his Twitch, and it's so simple. He shows Dope. the video capture device, the GoPro, the sound. He 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 drew it because he's an artist. He's amazing. Yeah. Um so that's something to check out too and, and learn it's, about. It's all multiple that stuff. platforms, I'm guessing, like um, all at the same time while he's doing it live. I think his is more geared towards Twitch, but with okay. his with his setup that he showed you, if you were to run that out to Restream or something like StreamYard that has the ability to go to <clears throat> Twitch and YouTube, then you could just have that set up and send it to his whatever you want. And Dope. then have on your phone the little mixer or just in front of your speaker and yeah. have Instagram Live almost be like your like more fun not as professional version and then your twitch youtube be like the best sound and yeah. video quality you got going you know it's crazy to think because we probably should have already been doing this to be honest with you i i know i should have i know same it's kind of the silver lining like dude as bad as this sucks you're like man I, 
you're, it's like a crash course and we're just winging yeah. it and figuring shit out like immediately and like really you know the paradigm is shifting and the way people consume content you got to think of all these different avenues and i don't know maybe uh probably should have been on this a while back but i know, you know here's but, the crash course yeah but like i said before we're djs we adapt we like new technology and figuring yeah, yeah, things yeah. out and so and also i don't know if you i felt like before you couldn't do this on twitch and a lot of these companies were pulling you off for copyright things and true. it doesn't seem true. like it's happening as much right now i don't know why yeah um but and now, then that, there's that, a, that's something that i get hit up by djs quite a bit about they say um are you using a direct line with your music or are you just using a microphone right. because i keep getting taken down and i say well i haven't been taken down but i wonder if it has something to do with because it's the ambient audio from the room where right. they're like no it's not gonna it's not gonna pick up or whatever Right. I don't know. I did an hour broadcast last night straight from this. I was playing. And no problem, right? Like, I was playing. It was with my son. So I let my seven year old son pick a lot of the songs. Okay. So, like, you know, we're playing Old Town Road and Dua Lipa. We didn't get taken down for anything. Huh, so, okay. I don't know. I don't know. And Twitch, too. It's all being figured out. But, but that's what I. And I, I mean, the numbers on Twitch are crazy with people watching really? Diplo and Questlove and, and all the, you know, some of these streaming yeah. things. I've seen up to hundreds of thousands of people watching. Dang, how crazy um, is that? It's insane. That's, a, that's stadium shows. I know. You know, just from your bedroom or from your studio, whatever it might be, a, a stadium full of people. That's so wild to think about. So wild. And worldwide. It's not like you're in yeah. a stadium only in Rio, Brazil. You got people everywhere in the whole world. You know, I had people. So let me, me ask like, you this: What do you what do you think the next step is? Like, you got hundreds of thousands of people attending these events. At right. some point, the organizers or the the people creating the content are like, "Hey, we need to monetize this. How do we do that?" You know, you need to pay a five dollar ticket fee, and then you're going to watch Diplo in front of, you know, a hundred thousand people. You know, that, you think that's what's coming next? Uh, yes, I've seen it all happening already. I mean, yeah, I saw cascade do a live stream from his kitchen and it's uh brought to you by chipotle you know oh, right right I, right i guarantee i mean i don't guarantee i'm assuming he got paid to do yeah. that you know i've seen clubs doing live broadcasts like one oak new york just having a dj alone in there doing it yeah. you know um, so so product product placement yeah that's an obvious I one think you have a, a coke sitting next to the turntables or you have a bottle of belvedere and belvedere exactly. just cashed you out to have it sitting there and maybe they give you a couple grand or whatever it might be depending on how many views you get right so i think that's one step of it i think another thing is i got like like I did this live broadcast, like I said, with my son, and I wanted to do it for the parents out there. That I'm like, yo, you guys go make a drink, drink a glass of wine. I'm about to yeah. spin music for your kids and have a good time. You know, I did that for fun. But funny enough, I got an email from some kids company that does like birthday parties. No and they were way. like, Yeah, they're like, yo, we got our DJ logging on at noon and he's gonna it's ten dollars a person to get into our Zoom to get the password. What? And party with us on our Zoom. And wow. I was like, damn. So they're charging. Then I saw another yeah. person did a uh, fake, uh, not a fake, a virtual club on Zoom and people from all over the world. The cool thing about it was that you could see each screen. People are dancing <clears throat> in their yeah. zone. And so with Instagram, you don't get as interactive. So so but, I love that idea with the kids because, you know, I have a six-year-old myself and that's right. like something he would be totally into and think that it was super cool. Yeah. But I got to ask you, did you play Baby Shark? No, I didn't do it. <laughs> no, what about Gundam style? Come on, man. I don't oh, know. We, we ran, dude, well, what he type likes, of kid show he, is this? 
<laughs> it was funny before we were doing it he was like download this poop song this and that and then when we got actually down to it he's like dad don't play the poop songs i was like all right. <laughs> i'm like all right so you have some element of like what is cool or not but yeah. uh i don't know i mean he wanted old town road he made me play the song by the ninja kids who i'm just okay. learning are this youtube family okay. or something um, he wants me to email it to them. He gave him a shout out on the mic, but no, we, we we had some of that loaded up. We had some kid stuff, but we went. I played fish heads, like stuff from when I was a kid, like fish yeah. heads, rolly, you know. And now he's singing that today. But I so, played that, you know, Weird Al, and then new stuff. He likes uh, the Ramones and like cool okay, stuff cool, I've cool. showed him, and then Old Town Road and newer stuff, you know, like that yeah. too. It's funny because I'll hand the Spotify to my son and I let yeah. I just let him go crazy and he starts going through playlists and finding stuff and the stuff he'll land on and be like, yeah, I want to listen to this. Sometimes I'm like, really? You like, like crank that soldier boy. He's like, yeah, this, I like this. This is good. I'm like, you like it? Okay. I mean, that's a, that's a hit record. I could see why you would like, I mean, you're six years old, but. All that's right. hilarious i know same i can't believe it and he likes roddy rich he sang the box the whole thing on the show that I did yesterday <laughs> i was like yo he yeah. sang the box and then he was singing operation ivy so i feel like hopefully oh, I'm, shoot. Doing, I'm doing the right thing showing him all the <laughs> different music yeah man Pre present everything right and then let them yeah. kind of pick and choose or whatever exactly cool. yeah um so yeah, I mean the that's you know that's I mean we're so deep in the live stream thing we're learning all about it and wait just to clarify so you do your live stream though is looks like a fisheye lens on your IG are yeah. you turning your phone around and so putting the I have fish my eye, the I have my angle? phone turned around so it's the front facing camera and the reason why I did that was because all of the streams I kept seeing the tables were spinning backwards and it was throwing me off. Like as a DJ, oh it's hard to watch that. It just seems so unnatural. I mean, it is unnatural. So that I was know. the first thing I said, if I'm going to do one, it's got to be the front facing camera. And then I have like, you know, a fisheye wide angle. This You can get them like on, uh, you know, Amazon or whatever. It's like a couple right. bucks. And I threw that on the front just to like give it a little bit more space so yeah. that you could still see me DJing, but then you could see the whole setup. And I think right. it, it worked out a little bit better. And then I just have it set up right in front of uh, some NS10s that I have in the studio. So it's got a real clear mid-range and I keep the volume kind of low. It doesn't necessarily have to be that high, but that's how I'm, I tested it over and over and over again. I did multiple different setups and actually I found that putting it in front of the speaker actually sounded better to me because yeah. there's like a slight distortion to it as well. And on the right. low end, it kind of reproduces that on the other side for the end listener. You can actually yeah. kind of, I don't know, you can differentiate where that low end is at because it's kind of crunchy and distorted, if right, that makes sense. Right. No, that does make sense. I know. I've been trying to figure out if it's worth using the mixer or just putting it in front of the speaker because it does sound good like that. Yeah. I mean, you know, like I said, I did it a number of different ways directly in, you know, in front of my Rocket 8s, in front of this, in front of some some really crappy speakers. And that's what I found was the best is to put it in front of the NS10 at like a kind of a medium volume right. and just have it right there. And make sure that it was kind of clipping a little bit so that that low end, when it would hit, it's kind of distorted because that's going to come yeah. through for on the other side as being quote right. unquote based. Right, right, right. Dope. Well, it sounds good. It looks super Thanks. good with the way you did it with the fisheye thing. Thank and you. funny enough, like with the backwards turntable thing, you're one of the first people I thought of because I know you scratch sometimes with your hand on <laughs> the other yeah. side. So I'm like, is he 
doing it the right way, but it looks the the wrong way, but it looks the right way because yeah, you know yeah, yeah. No, you have that backwards. really unique scratch <laughs> style, right? How did still you end up yeah. scratching like that? You, that was just the way you learned. That's just the way I learned, man. Like I, like I tell people, if you are standing like this with your toes facing to the left or your toes facing to the right, that just seems so unnatural. But if you are standing with one foot like this and one foot like that to the left and the right, it seems more balanced. Right. So doing this both to the left just seemed off. So I don't know. I just naturally went like that and just learned how to do it from the very, very beginning. Right. That's crazy. Well, you, you, I mean, your cuts, I saw some people talking about you on Twitter the other day saying you got the cleanest cuts in the club oh, of thanks, any man. DJ. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. I mean, super sharp, super on point. And also you don't, um, over scratch i think in the club right that's like a thing some people yeah tend that to definitely do. in the club maybe on the live stream i think i do scratch a little bit more you know because yeah but that's I, fine I, yeah whatever but in the club it's very i try to be very tasteful make yeah. it musical kind of let you know that i know how to scratch and then i need to step back a little bit it's just like a chef right like you keep pouring the salt in there it's like come on man like yeah it's not gonna be right yes that's a good way to put it <laughs> dope that's um Crazy. All right. Well, hopefully that answered a lot of the live stream questions for everybody out there. And and I'm still learning. I'm going to try to do this Twitch thing this week. And yeah. see, I was talking to DJ Vice about it. And everyone's trying to learn and figure all Shout this out stuff to Vice. out. I love how he's consistent. Every day of five, he's doing his thing. I love that. Just Amazing. like a, a radio show, just like back in the day when he was on power, just every day, do your show. So dope. dope. I love it. Yeah, it and dope. I love this live stream thing because I... I can well. First of all, I don't, I could go to my own bathroom, not a nightclub, so that's nice. But <laughs> <laughs> not having to go to some dirty Dude, we bar. Get, we get to see the best DJs in the world when usually we're working or doing whatever, and now we're just like, oh, holy shit! I can watch yeah. like all my favorite guys in my living room. This shit is so dope. I know, and we're in our most comfortable environment. I'm eating like hummus or drinking whatever i yeah. want or you know doing anything i feel like doing in my house going to the kitchen and back and they're in their most comfortable environment too so they're on on you know you're in your studio so like it's you're, not like you're in some weird club and you, you just stayed up for two days to go to nebraska or something you know? just just watch how ironic would it be if when it's all said and done and it's all over people are like dude i don't want to go to the club i just want <laughs> you to keep doing the live stream like i'm having fun in my house i don't want to go anywhere to see you no <laughs> I mean, I'm cool with that. <laughs> I'd be down to stay home a little bit more, you know. Oh, my God. The last gig I did before shutting everything down, I was so paranoid, man. I was out there, and I was just, like, giving people the, the shoulder bump, and people, like, everybody's still trying to shake your hand. I'm like, dude, no, no. We got to, like, try to, you know, be responsible. And I'm, I'm, like, doing shit like this, like, hand across my heart and, like, kind of bowing to people. They're like, yo, give me a hug, dude. I'm like, no, 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 no. No, no, no. So, oh my God, same thing. I know. I even went to like um, the headliner music conference thing the Tuesday before they shut everything down. Yeah. And I was thinking, should I even be going to this? I don't know what uh, if I should go. And I go, and and Jadakiss was there meeting everybody, and oh, they were geez. like, "Yo, go take a picture with Jadakiss." And I'm like, "All right." And you, you know, usually you'd walk up and be like, "What up?" Yeah, of course. 
But of course, I'm thinking, oh no, I can't shake his hand. I hope he doesn't try to shake my hand. He, you know, he's thinking the same thing, I think. And then I go up, and then they sent me the pictures from later. And it, the first picture is just him staring at my hand, obviously oh! thinking, this fool better not try to give me five. Yeah, I'm thinking, I'm try. not going to do it. I'm just trying to think of a way to like say hi to you without touching you, you know? Yeah, because it, 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 it was that weird gray area where we, yeah. were, we were learning about everything that was going on in China. And in Italy and right. everything, but it hadn't really, really hit home yet. I know. So there was exactly. like this gray, like, wait, I don't want to shake your hand, but if you try to shake my my hand, is it rude for me to be like, you know, yeah. I'm not gonna shake your hand? But it, but I was totally doing it. People are like, come here, bro. I'm like, oh no, 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 I'm good. And I know, oh, me man, too. What's I was wrong? Like, nah. I was yeah, like, I was like, dude, I'll just Corona. You know what's Corona going on? Bump. Like, here we go. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And now it's crazy. I mean, now oh, I'm yeah. like, I feel like I wish everyone would just wear masks and like we could oh, just be shoot. All- <laughs> <laughs> I I don't know. It might be going in that direction. I mean, we'll see. But like, hey, that might I, be I, what helps curb it. You know, I don't know. And yeah, good. I mean, absolutely. Oh, yeah. You go to China, and people—that's just normal to be wearing masks outside everywhere you go all the time. Even before it's, this, that's right? Because they had been through SARS. And yeah. they already knew. Like, they, they were prepared, dude. They knew. Right. And China has, has capped it now at, like, 80-something thousand, and we're up to, like, 150,000. It's like, you know, all the countries yeah. that wear the masks, Japan and all this, like, seem to have it under control a bit, you yeah. know, but who am I? I'm not a doctor. Who knows? <laughs> uh, <laughs> But, uh, but yeah, it changes same. by the day. That's the thing. We're talking about numbers right now. And by the time this thing airs, I mean, that might double. I mean, who knows? I know. You know what I, mean? I know. Like, no, it's, you're it's right. Every day. And, so. I mean, it affects us in different ways, too, because even that that thing, when I went to that conference at the end, they were like, yo, scratch session. And I was like, oh, yeah. Who, you know, who's got the wipes? So like we wi- we're wiping down the, the mixer. Damn. And then after everyone would get off the turntables, you would wipe your hands all crazy because you're touching the fader. You're touching. Dude, and then I'm not even going to lie. That last gig that I did, I went up and I had the wipe, and I was like, yeah. "I'm gonna wipe everything down just real quick." Boop, 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 boop. Okay, done. Let's go. As you should, and I feel like we're gonna have to do that now for who knows how long <laughs> after this, dude. For sure. <laughs> like, I yeah. don't even care. You don't have to give me my tequila on my rider. Just give me a box of wipes the next yeah, time. Some in the hand club. sanitizer, oh, <laughs> and I'm shit. good. Or I'll pour tequila on the stuff. See if that works. Well, there you go. <laughs> Yeah. That might that might work. That'll be the new sanitizer. We, we tried to pick up some Everclear the other day from Liquor World just because we were gonna make our own hand sanitizer. You know, put yeah. it in in like some it's aloe vera. Gone. That shit was gone. No, everybody bought the Everclear. Yeah, long gone. I've been hear, hearing about gone. people saying that for a while. Yeah, that's that's crazy. Um, so you um are, live in Vegas now, like I said, yep. but are from Seattle. You got your Seattle roots. What right. like uh, why did you make the move to Vegas? What sparked that? So, so uh, at the time when I was about to move, I was still doing commercial radio, doing all the clubs, you know, doing right. everything you could pretty much possibly do. Mixtapes, yeah. going to all the shows, selling mixtapes, opening up for all the big artists. Right. Every every single thing you could think of, doing the big commercial radio stations a couple times a day. Yeah, um, and then you know. My buddy Josh, I don't know. Do you know Josh Donaldson? He was my first yeah, manager. Yeah, of course. He had, um, yeah. yeah. So he had uh, moved out to Vegas, and you know he was working at a, a spot called Ice at the time. And he said, "Hey, you want to come out here and do a set? You know, Mark Styles is over here. I got my boy. I'm bringing in Tiesto. We're doing all these shows, this and that." I'm like, "Yeah, for sure." So that's really how I got into the whole Vegas scene was having my buddy from Seattle move to Vegas and say, "Hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna dial you in. I'm gonna plug you in." And then it really just grew from there. I mean, there's 
I'm obviously skipping over a ton of shit, but that's really how it happened was having an in and having a buddy that was really on the inside and able to advocate and send the mixes around and really, you know, big, big up what I was doing. And he, he did become my manager for a long time, like 10, 11 years. Dope. That makes sense. And ice. I mean, oh my God, that's, uh, that was probably the first nightclub in Vegas, right? That was it. That was the the, the freestanding nightclub. Everything else was in a casino. That was a standalone freestand and it's still there. It's still there. When I go to the still airport, there. I pass by it. I'm like, crazy. What? how is that still just sitting there? With the, if, any, with the if anybody's been to sign. Top Golf, it's like Kitty Corner, right? It's it's like right there. Like nobody's bulldozed it. It's just there. Why? It's, it's so it's weird. Why? Like, so yeah. weird. They should like 20 years from the closing bring it back. <laughs> that was an incredible club, though. I mean, that place was next level. That was a big, big spot. So that was fun, man. That yeah, I remember spot. the beginning of Vegas days seeing Ice uh, Club Raw at the Luxor. Yep. Yeah, um, and there was one other huge one, right? It was like, uh, and what I think was the like, one? Oh, Rum Jungle was. People always oh, yeah. talked about that for a long yeah, time. Yeah, Mandalay uh, 54 Bay. was an early one for many 54. years. 54 ran for like 13 years total. So. Right, that was good. Which is now Hakkasan. I saw you were over there a couple times before the shit hit the fan. Yeah, I was there right before. I did. I think the uh, February twenty second or something, and then it all started going down. Like right after that. You know what's crazy is, um, so I'd never stepped a foot in that place ever since you know Studio Fifty Four. Because I'd been at 54 for like seven years on a Tuesday. And then that came along and I was like, nah, I'm good. Like, I'm just going to yeah. remember how I remember it. Of but course. But then um, I, I got something set up for April. I was supposed to be there April for the Sunday that they do at Hakkasan. Not going to happen. Right. <laughs> uh, I'm so interested to see how this is going to pan out. Because yeah. I feel like in a way, I don't know, our job is almost like going to be the last job to get back to normal right i agree i can't think of any other job besides like public speakers and things like that will be so hard to get back to normal because our job is to try to get as many people together as possible in the smallest place and to go as crazy as you can and now that's like illegal (laughs) right i've said the same thing where i said i personally me personally i don't feel like getting back to quote unquote normal until there is a vaccine to right. be honest, because yeah, you're exactly right. The The whole purpose, the end goal, right, is to all be in one spot that's just crazy. And I mean, you could have a club right next to another club and people are going to want to go to the spot that's packed. They're never going to want to go to the one that's like a couple right. of people here and there and social distancing. There's these huge gaps. They want to be where people are crowd surfing and like, so you true. know, going crazy. So yeah, yeah, you're right, man. I think it really is one of the last jobs that'll be like, okay, you guys are good to go. Let's, let's do this. Right. They're probably going to have to like stagger it. Like, okay, 50 people can yeah. be in a spot, hundred people, 200 people, you know, but clubs sure. like, Hakkasan and that I wonder what the, I don't know, man. what's gonna happen. You it's hard know? it's hard to see that crystal ball, but I agree with you as far as like smaller spots, like maybe you know, like an on the record or something, and then they they just say, Hey, a hundred people are gonna get in. You right. guys, you know, enjoy yourselves or whatever. It's not gonna be, yeah. hey, you know, seven hundred people, let's go, line down the casino, jam them in there. It's crazy. And man. that that's gonna take time, I think, to get back. Right. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm optimistic and I know everything every, th- every th- 
nothing lasts forever bad or right good. no so absolutely not dude how crazy would it be if instead of like metal scanners you know where they're scanning you down you walk through a metal detector it's like a thermal scanner you can't like go in the fever. club unless right. you go through like a thermal scan like oh you got a fever dude you can't come in here today like right. sorry they bro. like look at instead of like doing the thing they just look at your forehead like boop yeah oh, sorry bro they're just letting people in based on temperature like boop okay go ahead let me no. see your id please can i check your id boop i mean in a way thank god this thing makes you have a temperature because how else would they be able to figure it out you know oh yeah like yeah well it's like, scary oh. i mean from from what we've read and what we're being told is the fact that you can be asymptomatic though and still right. be contagious so that's right freaking scary man i know because you're that, out there yeah. you're feeling fine and i go to the grocery store and i get somebody else sick and i didn't even right. know that i'm sick Right, that's, that's what I'm worried part. about. I'm like, yeah, I want to help too. people, but then I don't want to hurt them. I want to bring my parents the groceries, but then I don't want to be like, oh, sorry, I had it for a week. I didn't know. I know. You know. I know. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, well, I'm going to be optimistic. And like you said, there's so many silver linings to what's going on right mm -hmm. now. I think it's it's oh, bringing dude. the entire world together. Yeah. Reconnecting with family, reconnecting yep. with friends they haven't talked to in a while. I, I have a, a group chat that I've set up for the first time with everybody in my family. We all get on there and talk. We've never done that. Right. So it's little things like that on the flip side that are amazing. Right. They're incredible. I mean, we, it, it took this to really make that happen. Right. You know what I mean? And so in a lot of ways, it's, you know, it's a, it's a double-edged sword. It really yeah. is. But, but it shows you our what's important. Close. Yeah, that's dope. Exactly. Brings family together, friends, and helps us learn new technology and figure out what's next and develop these, you know, I mean, just my kid going to school on Zoom and us doing podcasts and it's, it's insane. Crazy. Yeah my, yeah, my my son's teacher, she's been trying to figure out how Zoom works and all this and that. And she, what's the best way to do it? And she'll send out like four or five links. You're like, which one do I click on? So she's totally winging it. You know, as she goes, and I, I applaud her for, you know, making the effort because she doesn't have to. She could sit at home and just be like, whatever, I'm good. But she yeah. loves teaching so much and she loves the kids so much yeah. that she's like making the effort, which is super yeah, cool. Yeah, it's the same thing. I mean, yeah, and my kid's on a club soccer team and they're like, we don't want to end it. So he he's he's about to Zoom on his club soccer team meeting yeah. right now with the rest of the team and stay connected and say, okay, what drills are you going to do today at home? And it's crazy. Everybody's adjusting, like the whole world literally which yeah is what about personal trainers like are you following any of these guys that are doing like personal yeah. training online and, and yeah just, it seems I mean, like that's like super super uh out there as well like people i mean people online are and, and loving it out. yeah it seems like a huge thing these yoga classes personal trainers yeah. um it was funny though i do feel like the main people that are live streaming are music people like either djs or like musicians so i'm like are there any other industries that we don't know about like is there like well, graphic that's, that's because we follow other musicians and we follow other okay, djs maybe that's if you're it. like in the like, building cars there's going to be people online like fixing engines and shit I you know they're listening right. to like metallica and like you know doing the fucking carburetor right it's like graphic designers like, yo, I'm about to freak this picture. Yo, peep this. You on the live stream? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. So, they, I mean, yeah, it's kind of a cool way for people in different industries to connect too. You know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah. And just get them yeah. learn from each other. Um, yo, back to the Dexstar thing. Oh, no. Well, so actually, now that I think about it, what you just said, I was going to say, how did you end up meeting AM and getting on that? But was that through Josh D as well? Because I remember Josh Dude, no, D you was know, involved. That was actually through Kevin Scott. 
Kevin so Scott, Kevin Scott and yes. I became friends on MySpace. Ryan just okay. chatting and whatever, and I love DMS and just, you know, a big fan of all the records. I'd buy the shit all the time. And I said, of course. hey, Kevin, you know, how would you feel about coming up to Seattle? Because, you know, at that point, we had a lot of pull with the clubs like Tabella and, and remember TJ and everything. Of uh, yeah, like those guys. So I'd be in their ear like, yo, we should really get this guy. I think he's going to kill it. They're like, all right. So hit Kevin up and, and got him out to Seattle and everything. And then we became friends and just, you know, maintained a relationship from there. And then I think he was the one that really put it in AM's ear because I had never met him. I didn't, I didn't know Adam at all. Right. And he put it in his ear and then they approached me from there. They're like, hey, we're starting this thing, you know, just got like the random call. It's like, oh, That's shoot. Dope damn what's up <laughs> amazing yeah it's crazy he, man that I was mean, that was a that was a game changer for sure yeah game I mean, changer that's amazing yeah um kevin scott obviously huge shout to kevin scott yep, and shout uh, to kevin. am and kev and actually today it uh, would have been am's 47th birthday that's right uh, yep which is crazy and am uh and kevin runs a website called um djamlives.com and yeah. he just put out uh, an unreleased am mix um today and uh, to celebrate oh shoot i need to check that out i didn't see that that's dope yeah i saw him put nice. that out so go peace he's, he's kind of sitting on like a lot of really great content huh that he, i mean he seems yeah. like he has like the little treasure trove of mixes and other shit yeah, he is. I mean, we wow. talked about, I think Politic was on here and we talked about the ADD mixes that AM used to do. Remember those, like, it would be yeah, a word yeah. into a word into a word, like on MySpace. Yeah, and yeah. Kev those were sick. Kevin's like, yeah. And Kevin's like, I posted those up. If you guys want to check them. So go oh, to cool. DJ AM Lives and you can get your, you can learn if you're young and you don't know, or if you're like us and you just want to be inspired and hear him again. Yeah. That's that's dope. Um, yo, so yeah. I uh, uh, oh, one other thing I wanted to ask you was about your music organization. Are you into that, or are you just kind of like doing it however you're doing? Uh, it? Right now, or like previously? Um, no, uh, no, <laughs> like 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 th for your DJ career, like when you were traveling DJ around, like like did you have certain process to organize your music? Do you have any tips so, for people or something that you did personally? Yeah, so for for me. It's about having different avenues um, right. so that you can branch off at any moment's notice. Because yeah. doing radio, was it was the same thing. Like You'd be in the studio doing a live mix on Traffic Jam, and all of a sudden the program director is like, we're going to go into this, and you need to be able to, to find things and be able to just switch it up immediately. Right. So I've, I, the way that I have it organized is in iTunes, I'll have stuff by like BPM. Uh -huh. You know, just an overall like BPM thing and then yeah. a, a few different genres. And then within Serato, then I start to kind of break those into like specific categories. Like it might be uh, by, it might be by key. It could be by vibe. Like, okay, this is really aggro. So I'm going to put a bunch of aggro. And if I need to get into like something way more hype, I know that I could go to this folder or whatever. And then other ones is like um, combos, like wordplay. I'm sure a lot of DJs do that, where they'll have certain wordplay things that, you know, you have combinations or whatever all set aside inside Serato. So that's always been good. But for me, it's just about having multiple ways to get in and out of different stuff because I don't do like a set set. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, know that, I know that there's like sets you could do and like it's, it, have it all planned out, but I just never did that. I just kind of like wing it. You know right, what I mean? Right, right. Yeah, probably should have had a set set. <laughs> no, no, but I, I think that is that's a huge thing that even I forget sometimes is um, 
giving yourself that escape route or a, yeah. or a, a way to easily change something where the crowd's not going to be thrown off and you're not going to throw yourself off and it's going to be clean, but you you can make a, a super clean break into something else. Whether I like for me, that's acapella loop folders, oh, okay, you know, because yeah. then I can have every uh tempo and type of acapella loop whether it's common saying yes yes y'all and i'm at an underground show yeah. or little john saying put your fucking hands up or you know whatever and i know okay i'm gonna echo out here boom go to the acapella loop and then flip the vibe tempo genre whatever i want at this yeah. time so that, one, that's one of the point. things i rely heavy on is the prepare window too Yes. You know what I mean? Like if you're going through stuff and it's like the old school when you were going through records and you would pull it up so that you could yeah. see it. Oh, it's yeah. like that. Like I'll be typing stuff in like, oh shit, I haven't played that yet. Like, oh man, awesome. So I'll pull that out and put it in the prepare. And at any given time, there's like 10 records that I know at that, you know, when you're 10 or 15 minutes into the club, you're like, oh, this is going to yeah. kill it. So then you right. start like building like this little reserve of shit that you know is going to work so good. And you can even just go through that and be like, bam, 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 bam down the line. But you've never done that mix before like it's right and that's what to me it keeps it interesting for me because i know i'm not just doing one through ten in club crate number you know a or whatever it's like right. damn i've never done this combination yeah. before this is gonna be fun like let's see how this works out exactly so, or like oh i got this remix of this song i'm gonna put it with the original if it doesn't work i'll have the original on track yeah, exactly. you know and Yep. And things like that. And those songs spark something like, oh, whenever I play this song, usually I, I then head into this vibe or this genre or this other song, which then sparks that. And it's all yeah. like a, you know, bouncing from. I don't know if you ever do this too. Like, would you ever, uh, when you'd play something and something would go really well, you're like, oh shit, those two were like magic. That's like so perfect. Drag yeah. them just real quick, like into a folder so you don't forget. And then you start oh, building yeah. these folders of like little combos. You're like, oh yeah, I forgot I did that combo. And then you're yeah. not having to go back through history and like figure out which ones were cool. But then you're building up this arsenal of really dope combos that you can always rely on and you can always go back to. Yeah, I have some folders like that called like, best routines or yeah, whatever yeah. it is you know and i'm like oh that was the time when i was going crazy from this genre to this but it worked and they were all smooth and then i do that scratch after the rage against the machine or you know whatever yeah. it is like like that kind of thing so yeah yeah i think that's that's a good point too what, one of my favorite things too is we all have like our combos right yeah. our two or three records that'll go together wordplay and all this always works like one of my favorite things to do is to know that that will work but then break that up like oh, i'm yes. gonna go from big sean dance remix into something totally different that i that i never usually go into and just like shock my system like oh man that was that, that didn't even seem natural because i'm so used to doing these two records together every set right. yes so. that, that that's so true like Sometimes I'll do a whole mix with all these songs and I'll get that feeling that you get of just that rush of like it's working like you're as into yeah. it as the crowd and and it's so fun and you're so pumped up and and then I'll do like a club the next night and I'll save it and I'll do the same thing. Oh yeah, but yeah, I, yeah. I won't get the same feeling and I'm like, "Oh, and it's like you're saying you almost need to like shock your system and do something different to like get yourself into the same mindset as the people in the club." Yeah. It's like that that spontaneous when it when it just clicks and and you kind of figured it out on the fly. To yeah. me, that's like one of the best feelings. You're like, oh, that was that was fucking on point, huh? And the crowd, they might not even know what you did, but you're right. like, I'm gonna put that in my little folder and save that for later. But ooh, that was that was that, tight. It just gives you that energy. Like, what do you feel like you're oh, doing yeah. some crazy mix? And it just gives you that. I but can't explain in, it. You know, in but, turn, yeah. 
I think it shows like on our faces or our body language, you kind of perk yeah. up. You're like, yeah. And then the crowd might be looking at you like, oh man, he's like really like feeling himself kind of right now. And you're like, yeah, I am. Like, this is tight. It's so true. If the, if you're feeling yourself, then they're going to be feeling <laughs> it, you know? <laughs> Um, yeah. Unless you're just doing something awful, but yeah, no, pretty much. But yeah. But if you're doing something awful and just kind of standing, there's nothing worse to me than just some somebody standing there, just not right. really like hyped up or anything, low energy. It's like, eh, no. that's cool, I guess. I mean, I right. I'm not yeah. excited to see a DJ like that, but maybe some people are. I'm not. I know. Maybe like techno DJ like. Oh, oh yeah, <laughs> nice even keel, man. Just cool. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's, those are like great points, you know, to like keep you motivated, interested, keep the crowd motivated, interested and continuously organize as yeah. you go and continuously stay, you know, inspired and, and keep so, creating these steps for you to keep going up yeah. infinitely. Where I first started to try to identify that and try to try to like switch stuff up was yeah. I don't I don't know if you have you done commercial radio like day in day out and they have no. the play dude they have a playlist right every radio jock knows this they all yeah. have these playlists you got your powers like your A your B your C records then you have like kind of your throwbacks or whatever and you would literally have this menu that would be printed out every week and those are the records that the radio station plays and yeah. you need to figure out how to make the Big Mac cool because you are serving right. a Big Mac at McDonald's on, ra on commercial radio and you got the patties, you got the buns, you have the lettuce, pickle, tomato, and the sauce or whatever. And you need to figure out how to make that cool. Like right. how do you just repurpose that over and over? The same song, snap your fingers. We're going to have to play yeah. this every single day, every day. Right. And you can't play it in the same order every day. How do you yeah. make it? Oh, I'm going to put the lettuce on the bottom today. Now I'm going to put the lettuce on the top. Now I'm going to put the pickles to the side. Now I'm going to put like a little bit of sauce on the top and a little bit of sauce on the bottom. You know what I mean? Like, but it's yeah. the same thing. It's a fucking Big Mac. It's the same thing. You're not playing with yeah. the ingredients, but you're trying to reorganize it so that it seems fresh and you don't go absolutely insane. Yeah, I think you can apply that to DJing in nightclubs too yeah, because for sure. the crowds want to hear the same thing everywhere you go. And and this is a complaint among DJs and club go, "Oh, it's the same old shit. It's the same old shit." But then you see a DJ who's playing the same old shit in a new way and yeah. you're re-inspired and you're yeah. like, "Yo, that's right. crazy." It, it's not you know? what you're playing, it's how you're playing it, how you're yes. presenting it. Yes, you know? exactly. It's how you're doing it. You could be using get the acapella, you know, or mix it with this different beat or, yeah. or just, you know, anything, create transitions. There's so, there's an infinite amount of possibilities. Oh, so yeah. you're, you can decide if you want to be boring and, you know, stereotypical or not, you know? Yeah. And then, I mean, you and I have both heard the guys that are like, man, I'm so sick of it. Dude, I'm over DJing. I'm going to quit. And then <laughs> they'll still be DJing like five years from then. Like, man, yes. I'm just, I'm so tired of it. It's just, it's really, it's really bugging me. I know. It's really bugging I, me. I'm like, well, what are you doing? Like as far as organization and everything else with your, with your uh, music? Well, you know, I don't know. I mean, I have a set and I'm just kind of doing my set every night. I was like, what about the people that work at the club? Like, you know, I could see Vegas. You could get away with that. You could literally have a set and it's like Cirque du Soleil. You're going to do the same routine and it's fine because it, it rotates in and out different people from all over the place. But if right. you're in Seattle at Club Tabella or whatever, and yeah. the staff is all there and it's the same people coming every week. They're like, dude, I know the next 10 records you're going to play. I know. It's just stale. Like, how do you even serve it up? Like, how do you even do that without getting bored? I'm bored and I'm listening to it. Yeah. 
No, I get, I literally get bored of myself. And that's when I'm like, all right, here we go. You got to redo it. You got to de- delete <laughs> these up. crates. You know, you got to smack yourself in the face. And right? I know it, it, it's crazy. That's true. What, um, yo, should we move? I, I put on the internet that I was talking to you and some people asked some questions. Oh, okay, um, cool. Do you want to get Let's into answer some, some questions? Of those? Is there all any right. good ones? Um, I think so. I think oh, there let's are. Get let's to see. It. Um, the Instagram ones I have not vetted through yet. Twitter, let's see what we got on here. We had um, DJ Matrix. Okay, shout out. He asks, what does it take to get a spot in the top Vegas nightclubs? Hmm, okay, that's a well, good that's question. I think we, pre- we kind of touched pre-corona. on that a little bit. For me personally, yeah. it was having somebody on the inside that was vouching. You know, and I think a lot of jobs are like that. It's not yes. exclusive to DJing or the club world. A lot of jobs, if you have a friend or you know somebody or you get, you know, that little that little cosign or whatever, that's going to go a long yep. way. And once that's they true. get your foot in the door, then it's on you to be a, an exceptional DJ. You're right. not just going to get your foot in the door and clear the crowd out and do a terrible job and get asked to come back. So one, right. it really helps to have somebody that's going to help you get through the door. And then two, be prepared and be ready and have done your practice and be a really great DJ, an exceptional DJ, and then you'll get asked to come back. Yes, I think that's a that's a huge point, and it's the vouching thing, and that can come from anywhere, and that sure. shows why you should be putting out podcasts, making Dude. edits, connecting with other DJs, and building those relationships it's, with people that you think are dope or spots you think are dope. It's so true. It doesn't necessarily have to be the, the cosign from your friend. You could, like you yeah. said, you put out a mix, or you put out this, this bootleg or remix, and then somebody becomes a fan of it that happens to work at XYZ Club, and they go, man, you know who just put out some really dope remixes spider we should get him in here and they don't even know you right you know what i mean no it's so true and and it just shows that's why you should be creative at all times no matter what it doesn't matter you shouldn't be doing it for the money you know so because that's how to get the spot whether it's a top vegas club or any club you know and anywhere and if there's a specific place you want to get in you the do over or this club or that spot go there as much yeah. as possible when we're allowed to go out of our house uh yeah. you know and, and be around the be around it because you're going to soak up the vibe and everything so you're going to be so, able to then replicate that and know what they want and they're going to see that you're spending your time around there and supporting them so maybe yes. they'll support you after a while yeah and make make that effort like for example i wanted to be on commercial radio in seattle it was a big platform i really wanted to get on the big radio station yeah so i pressed up a bunch of cds I walked down to the radio station. I said, where's all the mailboxes? They're like, what are you talking about? I go, I want to give every single person that works in this building a CD. They're like, are you kidding me? And I just went to the mailboxes and threw a CD in every single box. They're probably like, who is this guy? But it worked. And now the whole station is talking about this mix or whatever, this guy. And even if you don't listen to it, you got to kind of be like, well, I mean, at least he's trying. You know what I mean? Like he's putting an effort in. He must really want to be here. Yeah. No, that's true. Yeah, just show, you know, put that effort forward and and don't be persistent without being yeah. annoying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if that makes sense. There's a, there's a fine line, right? Yeah, You don't want to exactly. keep sending people a link to your, you know, track that's on Spotify, you know, three times a day. We As DJs, we're like, get the fuck out of here. Right. Like, <laughs> we, yes, you don't want to annoy people. No. So, yeah, that goes out to, oh, sorry, I said his name. My thing auto-corrected it when I typed it in, but his name was DJ Patrick's. Patrick's. 
Patrick's from San Francisco, I assume. Oh, nice. Bay Area in the building. Oh, he's on uh, Wild 94.9, the 5 o'clock traffic jam mix. So shout. Yeah, that's the old family, Wild 94.9. Yes. I was Um, with them for a little while. E-Rock had put me on over there and Jazzy Jim. And that was was, uh, a... Then they ended up moving to another station. But yeah, shout out to Wild. For sure. That's right. Yeah. Big shout out to E-Rock, Jazzy Jim, Wild 94.9. Yep. Shout out to Travis um, if he's yeah. uh, listening. Um, let's see. What else we got? We got a bunch of Twitter questions and a bunch of Instagram questions. I should right. have vetted them first, but I'll go through them quick. And then if you get bored, tell me to stop. But he said, <laughs> uh, let's see, J.D. McNugent, uh, a.k.a. Lawrence Dub, I'm probably saying your name wrong, but what are some of the less obvious pros and cons of being signed to an agency and or manager versus doing all your own legwork? Okay. Um, okay that's, that's a lot. Wow, that's a great question. That's a good question because I think um, the misconception is once you get signed to an agency or you get a manager or somebody shows interest in you that all of a sudden you're going to be book solid every weekend you know, yeah, and, right. and, and they're going to just bend over backwards for you and do everything for you when actually it's quite the opposite. Um, you know, as you know, it's really a lot on your own shoulders as a DJ to come up with the content. I mean, a manager can't force you to make a new mix or to make a new track or to, to hustle. Right. They can, yeah. they can definitely push to get you through the door and they can present you to a nightclub and say, Hey, this is my guy, DJ Spider. This is my guy, DJ Scene. I would love to have him play your club. Is it cool? And then they go and do their homework and they're like, well, I can't find a mix for this guy or he's, he's, he hasn't posted on Instagram in a year and he doesn't even have a Twitter. And, you know, no, it's yeah. like, no, we're not booking that, that dude. So I think that's a right. huge misconception to think that once you're signed to a, a larger agency that they're going to do all this stuff for you because it, it just really isn't true. I don't right. know. What do you think? Uh, that's a hundred percent true. You're spot on. Like, um, I think I, I've by this point been with a lot of different agencies, managers, agents, managers. I've had a manager and agent at the same time. I've done, I've tried every, (laughs) every combination you can do, you know, and I've done all by myself before the agency boom. I did it all by myself after the agency boom for a couple of years. I've really been learning and figuring it out. And what it comes down to is no one is ever going to look out for you as much as yourself, That's like right. you said. And of course, you want to find an agent or a manager or someone that really believes in you. Even if, if you got signed to the biggest, best agency, but they don't really believe in you, then you it's not as good as being signed to some person that has no agency, but then they really believe in you. You know, Agreed. you need someone just how Josh D was your dude back then. Like, yeah, he wasn't need, a manager. He was just no, my boy that was exactly. being a manager. Right. So, so, so find someone you can trust, you get along with that kind of thing. And then you have to put in the work at all times, you know, maybe they can bounce things off and they can help you with bounce ideas off with them and, and help you with things. But you got to put in that work, um, yeah. no matter what, and keep, evolving and adapting and and being creative and um doing the stuff yourself you know and i think sometimes the agencies can make you feel a little complacent and lazy and all of a sudden you're like oh what's happening and then when you're forced to do it again you're like oh shit i i got lazy for a minute you know yeah 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 that's true 
That's what I take from it. No, that's, um, that's, I agree a hundred percent. That's absolutely right. And that's a great question too, because uh, yeah. I, I think there's a lot of people, a lot of DJs out there that do have that misconception. They're like, what, what is it going to take for me to get on this agency? Because then my right. career is going to take off. And it's like, yeah, you should be grinding so hard that the agency wants you to be part of their team because they're going to try to make money off of you. Cause exactly. ultimately that's what it is. If you don't bring value to the table, like, why would they want to sign you or to, to back you or to put any effort into you? Totally. Yeah. So that's, that's, that's the answer. That's what I would say, too. There you go. Um, all right, Dave the Ruckus, what fast food spots are you still eating during this quarantine? <laughs> <laughs> or is it still, or is it only home-cooked meals? Come on, man. <laughs> so, uh, it's kind of, I, are I, you a big fast food guy? Why is he you know what I'm that? not? I, I never have okay. been. I really I mean, have. Talking about Big Macs, but if yeah, Big Macs. <laughs> if if uh, if we are gonna get fast food, it would probably be pizza. And uh, yeah. I'm a weirdo, dude. This is so weird. I eat pizza without cheese on it. Like I tell them what? to make the pizza without the cheese. Yeah, Gra- grandma That's style. Weird. That's that is weird. weird. A little, little bit more healthy, right? A little bit more, a <laughs> little less calories. Yeah. I get the thin crust, so we'll do that. Or, or like Panda Express, and, and I like those guys, to be honest, if it's, if it's okay. fast food. But, man, you know what? To be honest, my wife is a super, super good cook. Like, she's oh. amazing. She's a really good cook. And that's, she, that's like her art and her release. So I'm yeah. like, hey, if you want to go in there and create some some meal, dude, I'll eat it. Like, cool, let's yeah. do this. So, I'll yeah, she, she's been cooking at home a lot. Yeah. That's great. I know I'm getting better at my cooking too. I've learned so much. I'm like, yo, I'm being forced into this. Especially for the it's little like, ones, huh? Especially for the kiddos. Yes. Yeah. No. Cause I gotta keep him entertained and want to eat and all that stuff. Yeah. Um all right, let's see. Someone else wrote, um, D Duragon wrote uh 2080s mix number three ETA L O L. Oh shit. <laughs> That's probably a so nonstop it's, question. It's funny because like, shut up. Yeah, I'll put the work in on it and the ideas are there and i've been working on it it's like one of those little hurdles like a mental hurdle well i'm like dude i just need to stamp it get it done and then put it out but i know as I, I get it it's kind of at the point where i can pretty much do the cd live you know what i mean yeah. with all the the different mashups and everything else of course because i've just practiced it and done them so many times it's a matter of piecing all those elements together you know stamping it and saying okay it's done like i just need to get it off but um right yeah that's okay. coming for sure it's definitely coming especially now we don't got anything else to do just create right. okay so there's no eta it's like detox it's coming one day we'll see it is definitely <laughs> coming it is for sure coming and the, the ideas and the cd is is there in the crates in my serato and i'll sit there and i've practiced and came up with everything that i want to have on the actual mix it's just so. a matter of piecing it all together and then me, you know, getting over that mental uh, hurdle. It's crazy because I'll just, I'll go in here and like wing a mix for Instagram live. Like, oh, it's all good. Like no problem. But as far yeah. as like getting that done, that one, I don't know why. It needs know, to be done. I, I mean, <laughs> that's all done. DJs. That's, that's, that's yeah. all DJs that actually care about the art of it. You know, that's, <laughs> it takes us a minute to produce something we're proud of, you know, yeah. make sure. Um, all right, Mike Jacks. Uh, I have not read this question. Let's see. He said, "When did both of you go from playing uh, playing songs to producing sets and highlighting mm. the best part of a song? And mm. can you guys just talk about the whole process of being live and delivering outstanding soundtracks?" Okay, I don't. 
Totally hey, understand. Maybe you but... could take that one. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Shout out to Pittsburgh. Mike, Mike Jack's out there. I mean, when did we go from playing songs to producing sets and highlighting the best part of a song? I think that just comes with DJing in a way. I mean, the way I learned was... Um, like the art of DJing and breaks, and that is DJing. I mean, they yeah. would take a song, find the break, and highlight that part of the song just from Cool Herc doing it for the first person ever till seeing anybody doing it, Rob yeah. Swift and all these people. So I think that's something that I always saw in hip-hop and being a hip-hop DJ and then taking that into the club world, I sort of... um tried to translate it into that. Okay, I'm going to quick mix. I'm going to do doubles, even if this isn't a hip-hop song. I'm going to highlight these things. I'm going to take this acapella. <clears throat> I'm going to highlight this loop and then mix it into this. Maybe, you know, so maybe that just came from loving the art of DJing and then trying to apply it to make people dance and and continue them dancing and not stop, I guess. Yeah, um, for sure. So that's, that's what's up, Mike Jacks. All right, let's see... Uh, any Instagram? Oh God, we got a bunch of Instagram ones. <laughs> I should have vetted it first, but um, let's see. Oh damn, see all. There is so many. Um, <laughs> rumor has it DJ Scene played the Sesame Street theme song during peak hour at a nightclub. Is this true or false? Absolutely true. <laughs> yes, absolutely days. true. And you know what? I'm glad that you brought that up because I need to bring that into the the live broadcast. But you know, it's funny because you, you have a couple shots and all of a sudden you, you start getting creative, right? Yeah. Like, oh, let's yes. just wing it, see what happens. Oh, um, yeah. Well, I, again, I think you can play anything in the world, right? Anything can go right. off and you could get of the course. shock value, but how do you follow it up? Does it yeah. tie back in and make sense? And I'll, okay, I, yeah, that was kind of jarring and a little bit strange, but at least, you know, now we're back to it. You right. Know, you're not no, going to follow that's so something. True. Yeah, you don't follow up a curveball. At least for me, uh, coming from radio, it was called protecting records. So if you throw a curveball or a brand new song or something that people aren't familiar with, you back yeah. it up with a smash. So if right. you're going to go way out, you bring it right back in. And I That's tend true. to take those really far curves right before maybe the the biggest song that's out right now like let's right. say you know cardi b bodak yellow i'm gonna yeah. figure out a way to go way way left and then bring it right back to like that's the biggest song but like a minute ago we were playing sesame street like right no it's so true i know like i was doing this private gig for these like powerful person there's this guy over there and he kept going Yo, I used to see AM and Mark Ronson, this and that. And uh, they would play the Hawaii Five O theme song. He's like, you need, to, you need to drop that. It's going to kill it. And I'm like, you can't just drop the Hawaii Five O theme song, dude, out of nowhere and have nothing before or after it to yeah. make sense. You know, and he kept saying, no, no, I've seen them do it. I've seen them do it. And I'm like, yeah, I have too. All right. Like, and I yeah. know what I'm doing. So I, I ended up in this person was pretty important at the party. So I was like, all right, I got to make this work somehow. Got to do it. So I ended up going to my headphones, doing it and coming up with a mix. Where I was like, oh, OK, this actually sounds kind of dope. And then they're going to yeah. keep dancing. They're going to look at me weird. So I did it. I played it. And then, of course, like I told him, I go, everyone's going to look at us weird. And they did. And then I followed it up with something that Dude, worked. But, but it was like you said, you need that out. You know? Yeah, exactly. You need the out. It needs to kind of make sense. It, it should sound yeah. uh, smooth like it was done with purpose. But yes. dude, the horns on the, the Hawaii Five O are so oh, sick. It sounds so, so good. Yeah, and the drum. <laughs> 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 
What is that? It's like 85 BPM. I was going to say, someone should make a trap remix of that. It'd be kind of tight. Like, you know what's funny? I'm not even going to lie. I'm not going to lie. I had that Hawaii 5.0 in my three style set in 2013. Oh, wow. Yeah. And I messed with it. And I, I can't That's remember tight. what I came out of it with. Maybe like I got five on it or something, but there was something that it made sense. You're like, oh, okay. You go Hawaii, back and I got five on it. <laughs> yeah. That's tight. Um, all right. What else we got? Uh, someone says, oh, and that was from DJ CRG Music. Got to give him a shout. Oh, he what up, CRG? CRG. Do you have any of his edits? I think yeah. I have a couple. Yeah. He makes recognize the sick. name. Yep. He made he, his edits are tight. So uh, yeah. thank you, CRG, for the edits. Um, official DJ Tech says, please tell him my, that his 2080s mix are still my favorite to this day. Um, so thank you, brother. Props. Um, Nomad has uh, says, has any venue ever tried to curb your scratching of top 40? I love DJs that do that. Um, okay, well, that, we kind of spoke about that. But. Yeah, a little. We got we touched on it a little bit. I don't think you or I are sitting there going off for five minutes. No, I, I've always consciously been like, I'm going to do this musically, percussively, on yeah. purpose, not too much. Watch the crowd while I'm doing it. Do it how I treat them how I would like to be treated. You yeah, know, exactly, like, exactly. Um, yeah, so it's, it's very, very tasteful, very very minimal, but with skill. Right where yeah. you almost don't even know that it's there, but if you're a DJ watching somebody do it, you're like, "Oh, that was that was on point." Like, right. It doesn't need to be five minutes of crabs and going off. Right. So. Exactly. Unless you're like at a Qbert show or something. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> um, oh, this one's interesting. So someone asks us um, her name. It says I don't know how to say it. Ava J Jalay. Ave Jalay. I don't know, but. You know who you are asking. Uh, it's a it's a woman. She says, "How can a female DJ stand out while not stripping or fake DJing or sleeping with her sleeping with people to make it to the top?" I think that's a great question. We it do want to have some more female DJs on the show too. We've uh, I think only had one or two, and so female DJs, please reach out. We want to get you guys. Uh, more exposure on here but that's an interesting question and coming from two dudes it's hard to answer but i mean yeah i think uh my just off the dome answer would go back to what we said with um how to get a gig like at the vegas clubs like go where you want to be be creative put out all the creative things do so much creatively and content and pumping things out wise that people aren't going to worry about what you look like or who you've slept with or if you strip. You know what I mean? If you yeah. push the stripping thing or you push all that, then people are going to look at you like that. But yeah. if you and look, if you're a hot girl and people keep harassing you, but you don't want that to happen, then just keep pushing the creativity and the real people will see you like see, me and you and like, you know. So so I don't think to me, I don't think that there's anything wrong if you want to be the quote unquote stripper girl and that's your brand then yeah. that's fine that's one Go angle or that's one way that you can make a name for yourself but if you're talking what i think she's getting at is how do i be respected or how do i get booked without uh being a stripper right i think yes. that's what she's trying to get out Me too. I, doesn't yeah. that just come back to just being dope like putting in the work what you put in is what you're going to get out if you're practicing yeah. every day for five six hours a day and you're relentless you're gonna be good 
Right. And you, like you said, if you're creative and you're putting out creative content and you're, you're doing everything that you possibly can to get your name out there, yeah, then you're going to get booked regardless of if you're a female or a male. It doesn't matter. Exactly. Yeah, that's what I think. So, um, yeah, I think just be creative. Don't give in to that stuff. Don't, you know, worry about it. Don't engage the If that's not what you want your brand to be. Because again, right. if, I, if that, yeah, I, I don't, if you want it, I don't think there's it. anything wrong. There's plenty of people doing that and that's fine. Yeah. Like that's just, there's guys hey, there's, doing that too. There's yeah. guys shirtless too. Right. Yeah. You're exactly right. Exactly. Uh, right. But, but yeah, I think just, yeah, don't engage that. You know what I mean? Just be strong and, and, and build your brand of who you want to be and just be creative and do things for the right reasons and it will show through and the right people will, you will connect with them. You know, like yeah. if you're doing dope shit, I want you on this show and beat source will want you and DJ city and all the <laughs> record pools, you know? So, um, yeah, that's what I say. Um, Man, I don't know if we should do all these. I mean, there's a few other interesting Fire them ones. off. Maybe there's some okay, good ones. Okay, let's go. Let's go. Um, oh, it, same same person, Ave J or Ave Jalay. Sorry I'm saying your name wrong. Hit me up. Butchering she it. She said, <laughs> um, let me see. I can't go to her page. It's hard from this question, question thing. Um, uh, she says, what are three essential DJ skills that you need today? Oh, man. You... Well, first and foremost, I don't know if you agree with this. You, you need to have a, a pretty decent knowledge of music and taste, good taste in music, I think. That's the yeah. number one thing. I mean, what you're playing is the number one important thing. And then it's yes. how you play it, right? Yeah. Uh, what I do you think? think? Uh, yeah. I mean, well, look, I think, it, I think DJing is part creativity, part business if you want to make money off of it you know what i mean so you have to get your business skills marketing skills that all falls under one thing to me but your business marketing all that kind of thing has to be up there um and then your creativity and ability to put like make your creativity come out in a high quality way i think it says a lot and then your ability to adapt and evolve to any situation that's happening whether it's a coronavirus situation shutting it yeah. down or it's just some annoying owner yelling at you and having you <laughs> in the club telling you to do something or anything could happen but the more zen you can be about situations out of the norm hitting you and you being able to then react to that situation in a calm, smart way, then I think that's a huge skill along with your creativity, yeah. which is why you should practice all the time. You know what I mean? Maybe, Practicing. Maybe like a, a practical thing going back to you talking about marketing. If if you're really interested in trying to build a brand and whatnot, simple things you could do are like have the same profile picture across all platforms. You know what I mean? Oh, your Instagram, true. your, your uh, YouTube, your Facebook, your uh, Twitter, they should all be... Um, the same, they should all be, and then try to get a name. That's also maybe the same on, on every platform. Like I know you have DJ spider, real DJ spider on, on your different platforms, right? Yeah. I mean, I have, it's, it's yeah. My Twitter is D E E J A Y spider and my Instagram's DJ spider. And then now Twitch, someone had all that. So I'm like, I ended up putting DJ Spider one on my Twitch, so yeah. log on, but uh, hopefully I can get that changed <laughs> to the that's, official one. That part's tough. Trying to get everything like locked in. And to be honest, when I mean, scene is a very, it's a very common word. And right. so I went and Spider, I, so. I got it trademarked. And then what I was actually able to do is somebody on Facebook had Facebook slash DJ scene. 
I went and filed a trademark claim and they actually gave it to me. Same thing with, with uh, Twitter. I used to have Twitter slash DJ scene one and I filed a trademark suit and I said, Hey, here's my, here's my, um, you know, my trademark. I own the official trademark and they booted that person off and gave it to me. So slowly, but surely over time was able to like accumulate and lock down those, those names. Same thing with, with, uh, it was the same thing with, uh, what was it? Uh, uh, SoundCloud. I did the same thing. Somebody had it locked uh, in. I'm like, who is this? Like, what are these guys doing? Right. That's crazy. Oh, dope. Yeah, actually, you're. I need to do that. <laughs> Some of mine, <laughs> dude. There's, there's, there's places on the website, on Facebook, on um, all the different websites where you can file those claims and show that you own the trademark, and they will give it to you. I've had them do it to me three, four times on various sites. So it's right. all well, consistent. That that plays into the marketing and business yeah. stuff right there. So, and even I'm um, I've been doing this a minute, and I still don't even have all mine. So, I'm gonna take your advice on that. <laughs> hey, you got the verified uh, on Instagram, man. Oh. I know, but but with the wrong name, I keep hitting him. I'm like, there's some dude with DJ Spider hasn't tweeted in like nine years. Like, no! let me get this. You know what's happening here? Um, <laughs> all right, let's see what's next. Um, wow. Oh, she has a lot. Oh, she's asking so many questions. Oh my God. One, two, three. Okay. She's got like, you got to just questions. have her on. <laughs> I got, su- I got the sunlight. I guess this work from home <laughs> mode right here. It's cool. It looks like a disco ball. Looks like you got yeah, a party like, going on. Uh, I'm tie dye in my face. Um, all right. Well, let's ask him. She's actually asking really good questions. Um, so she also says, what are some first steps for totally unknown DJs? Um, to get to promo gigs and play outside. Um, I mean, I think just do it. Just like the yeah. same way you said you just set up your IG live without thinking about it and did it. Just do it. Be productive. Be as productive as you can, right? Yeah. Just start recording and passing it to your friends and your family and, and go from there. Have it branch off from there. Yeah. And, and, and look to the people that you want to be, the people you're idolizing. You know what I mean? Try to get in with them and... and send them your stuff and and what's well, crazy in the, in the world we live in now you can engage with pretty much anybody whether they're going to hit you back or not i don't know that's a whole nother thing but you can go right. and say hey dj craze nice set last night you know nine times out of ten these people they will see it or they will respond sometimes or they'll heart yeah. it or whatever on on twitter or yeah. on, on instagram Right. So. And now more than ever, everybody's home ready to yeah. talk and help. And, I mean, I know I'm talking to everybody right now. I'm like, yo, hit me up. I'm home. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's what I think. Um, sh- oh, gosh. She said she's basically doing the podcast for me at this point. Um, she <laughs> said, uh, do all DJs need to be open format nowadays or can someone just be a specialist for a genre? Uh you can I mean, answer that. I mean, I think that's pretty obvious. Like, yeah, I think no. You don't have to be open format. You can. There's <laughs> DJs that are very specialized, and they're massive. I mean, some of the biggest DJs on the planet Earth are just specialized in one thing. You know, mm-hmm. so and and honestly, the biggest open format DJs in the world are not the biggest DJs in the world. So I don't. Yeah. There's no rules. <laughs> yeah. Um. I, I don't know the answer to that, but judging from what people react to, they people think that producers are DJs more than they're even DJs, I think, sometimes. Yeah. Um, there you all go. right. What's, what's your original, what's the origin or inspiration of your name, DJ Scene? Oh, man. I, um, well, I used to paint. <laughs> I'll just say paint. I used oh, to okay. paint things and uh I used to paint things illegally. Yeah, I had a I had a name that was spelled similar. 
So I'll just leave okay. it at that. And that's how it started. But it all stemmed from, I, I grew up right north of Seattle in a, a city called, it's a suburb called South Everett. And I used to play okay. on these baseball teams and I had an S and an E on this, on this hat. And so when I started learning to paint, I learned how to make an S and an E uh, first. So yeah, it's, it comes from a, uh, a graffiti background. <laughs> that's it. Simple as that. Right. <laughs> okay. Dope. Dope. We'll, just, we'll leave it at that. <laughs> and if you could, uh, if you could delete one of the social networks, Ooh. what would it be? Oh, easy. Facebook. Okay. Me too. Hundred percent. Sorry, Zuckerberg. Never even on, on there. Here. No. I mean, we all have one, I think, but that's like the last place I'm going. And, and no. in fact, I, I love it when Instagram just has it automatically feed to facebook so you don't even have yeah. to think about it because i literally never go on there ever i never go on ever. facebook and i feel yeah. bad sometimes but it's like i hate facebook it's so bulky i hate all the stuff everything about it i don't like it's not easy to See, use just I, was, I was a huge fan of myspace because you could me too customize your profile and you could throw music up there and graphics and you could do all this html and make it look all cool right. facebook just seemed really bland and all text and you know a lot of the yeah. time there's people like arguing and like talking shit i'm just not into it yeah i know i'm not on there all right me too facebook you're out easy facebook um, you're done although instagram has, is facebook <laughs> yeah i know but still i use instagram all the time and twitch time. is owned by uh amazon yeah that so they're all owned by somebody um what has been the favorite year of your career <laughs> damn wow holy man that's a great i great mean question. i know you haven't been djing that long but <laughs> yeah the favorite year, wow. I mean, you've been through so much. That's hard for me to pinpoint. I, I don't know about you. Well, for me, I think one of the standout years for me personally was probably 2013 because oh, that's okay. when my son was born. Yes. Um, I had released the, the project with uh, Four Color Zach on Fool's yeah. Gold. So that was, yeah. that was a big thing for us. And there was just a number of things. Oh, there was uh, Red Bull 3 Style entered all that. So that was a very busy and memorable year for me um, right. on top of my son being born. So that, to me, was a, a very special year. Amazing. That's dope. Um, what uh, someone... Oh, no, this is not good. Um, oh, this is a great one. Um, <laughs> it might be the last one, too. Yeah. <laughs> uh, DJ Scooter, a.k.a. Scooter DJ. Um, yeah, what up, Scooter? One of the best mustaches in the game. Um, Dude, one of the he, best on the mic. The guy's like Kid Capri. Oh, yeah. <laughs> one of the best on the mic. One of the best just on the energies. Cuts. Yeah, on the cuts. And he just has the best energy of pretty much any human. He's he really does. Like a great person on earth so shout to you we love if you're listening and you don't know dj scooter get to know him he is a a very fine individual (laughs) yeah and shout to the other dj scooter make some amazing edits as well on the east coast but this guy's in san diego he's a scooter dj on instagram and he asks why is dj scene so handsome and why did you get (laughs) kicked and why did you get kicked off the bachelor Pause. Pause. <laughs> all right i don't know how we're gonna answer that but uh he's a good looking man right now okay? he's easy on the eyes and uh oh, yeah. if the dj thing doesn't start soon he will be on the bachelor soon <laughs> oh geez oh man what up scooter i see you uh, scooter always messing around always um, joking around 
All right. I think that, oh, someone else said, how did you even come up with the blends and ideas for the 2080s stuff? Because they're so creative and amazing. Oh, shit. Thank you. Um, you know, you were coming up during the same era where yeah. it was all about playing everything. So a lot yep. of that stuff, we were playing in the club, or I was playing in the club at a, a spot called Yo Sun at Chop Suey in Seattle at the time. Oh, okay. And, you know... The premise was open format before that even was a term or mashup was a term. So that's just really right. what we were already doing in the club. And to put it on the CD yep. just kind of solidified it and put a timestamp on that that era for, for me. Uh, so that was just stuff that, that we were literally playing. We were doing it live and we were, we were making the blends and edits and, yeah. and playing those as well. So, yeah. Right, exactly. Like even when I heard yours, I was like, oh, damn, I have this mix where I take ludicrous acapella and then drop you know uh sweet uh sweet dreams under it you know and like yeah that's what we were doing that, like you're saying was, we were was, taking 80s songs we we're putting acapellas and that was just it's that period it seemed like every club was doing that you know the early bottle service yeah. you know era that, that was just par for the course that was that was normal you know, play everything, mix it up. Don't go too much hip hop. Don't go too much eighties. Don't go too rock, but make sure you do all of them together. Like, yeah. All right. I mean, yeah. that's what I was. I was fortunate to be a part of that party because they actually let me do it. And then my friends, they would show up at the party and they'd be like, dude, they, they're cool with you doing that. I'm like, yeah, now they are. When we started, there was like 10 people in here. Nobody was trying to hear this shit. We just kept doing it. Right. So yeah crazy that's super dope well that's um that's all the questions from the internet um you have any other you have any projects you're working on now like now that you're at home or that you're gonna come out with um i'm just specific stuff or just some of the stuff we mentioned yeah just trying to keep consistent on the live mixes right and record them and right. then make sure that they're going on the podcast the podcast has been running since 2009 so if anyone's interested in checking that out, it's scenepodcast.com. And I just put mixes up there over the years. There's, there's plenty of stuff up there. And so this is just adding to that collection. But now you get to see it being recorded, you know, in my studio. <laughs> right. And is so. the podcast on Apple isn't video though, right? Not on Apple. No, it? no, it's not a, a video podcast. It's just audio. It's always been audio. And then up until recently... It was on Spotify, but everyone keeps telling me that their podcast, as well as my own, was was stripped down. It got taken off of Spotify. So that's a, a recent thing for them to to be doing those takedowns. Right. But yeah. The it's um, okay. Yeah. No, I saw. Yeah, you've been live streaming every day, right? Thursday, Friday, Saturday. For the time being, yeah. I'm just trying to uh, keep busy, right? Keep my mind off things. And right, uh, but. But like you said, I saw then you, you upload the audio directly to Apple like that yes, day. Yes, right. Exactly. Every day. I'll get it done and then dump it and throw it right on Apple because like we were talking about, I mean, there's plenty of people that don't even look at Instagram that don't even care. They're probably like, hey, well, how come you don't have it on Twitch or where is it at on, on YouTube? Right. Well, like we spoke about earlier, got to try and work on that, you know, and try to cover all the bases just so that it, it's the easiest way to consume the content. And if it's already, yeah. the mix is already being done, might as well, you know, try to hit as many spots as possible at the same time. You know what I noticed about the IG Live? About, I don't know if you've seen this, but uh, 
I noticed the last couple mixes I did at, at exactly an hour, they shut it off. And the other day I caught it before it was an hour and I, I went around and I looked at the, the, uh, the phone and it said, you have a minute, yes. you know, 60 or whatever, 63 seconds left or whatever. And had a countdown. I'm like, oh shit, they, they really are cutting it off at one hour. Yeah. That happened to me last night. It just cut after one hour. Exactly. Yeah. So weird. That might be happening to us right now. <laughs> yeah, it seems like we're kind of breaking up a little bit on here, but I was going to say, if any DJs are out there and doing these live mixes or whatever, just know that they're probably going to shut it off at one hour. It seems like that's the cutoff. And then you can start a new live right. feed or whatever, obviously, but all those followers are going to get dumped or whatever that we're watching. So I did notice that. I'm, right. Now I'm trying to do it at 55 minutes and then you know go around the camera and shut it off and save story or whatever. I know that's what happened to me. I forgot to save the story and it's all gone. <laughs> but there's a there's a Google Chrome extension oh. called uh, IG Stories, and you can watch Instagram Stories on your computer. I actually have that. I do have that. And then you can download it too. Yes. So yes. that's what I ended up doing. And the then I recorded the you, audio. If you do the IG, if you do the IG Story and then you forget to upload it, or for whatever reason it crashes and it doesn't give you the option to upload it. Then it's like, you're yeah. just shit out of luck. Like it's gone. It's lost. I know, but I know what I you're know. saying. I, I downloaded that one on Chrome. You could, you know, theoretically you could download that and then throw it on YouTube or whatever. It's not going to be live, but still it would be up. Right. But it's still something for people to see. Yeah, man. Yeah, I took, um, I recorded in Serato. I recorded it like in Serato and then put that with, um, then I made a video file with the good quality audio under the Instagram video. Yeah. You know, just for later. That's awesome. So, like you said, everybody can find you online at DJ Scene. Yep. Um, yep. And keep up with you on everything and your podcasts and all that. Um, is there anything anything else you want to talk about? Tell the listeners out there, all the DJs going through all this stuff. Hey, stay healthy, right? I would, I would yep. want to say this. If you've ever been on the fence about uh, intermittent fasting... Look it up. Now's the time to do it. If you've ever thought about it or if you've ever, you know, heard somebody talking about it, now is the time to be doing intermittent fasting for sure. For so sure. what is that? Can you so, break it down? For example, um, it's where you pick a window of time and you only eat between those hours. So for me, right. I only eat between noon and eight o'clock. And then from eight all the way through the night to 12 noon the next day, I'm not eating anything. I'm only drinking water. And oh the idea behind it, you could Google this or look it up yourself, is that it gives your body time to process the food, not only process it, but shed a lot of those dead and, you know, maybe problemsome uh, cells from your body and get rid of them and, you know, kind of rejuvenate your body. Uh, we, right. We're not really supposed to be eating all day long, every day, and it's just not healthy for you. So definitely look into the health benefits of intermittent fasting. It's very yeah. good, and especially at this time, I would say, you know, DJs or anybody else, if you've considered it or heard about it, just look into it, and I think uh, it's something that would be worth your time for sure. Do you have any other tips of, like, how to balance this crazy life with either mental health or physical health or family life well, see, or, you see, know, that's something the thing. Like, that. like right now, especially we need to be as diligent with our health and especially our mental health, yeah. like never before. Right. Like now is right. the time to do it. 
So, I mean, I would say try your very best to eat healthy. You know, I know it sucks to be getting in, you know, egg whites and, and spinach, but, you know, maybe now's the time to really consider, you know, shifting what you're eating and just paying attention to what you're eating. And, and um, as far as processed foods and whatnot, you know, really keeping those to a minimum, especially sugars. If you're drinking soda, you know, these are all things that can contribute to lowering your immune system. And it's just things to, to think about and be aware of. That's true. I, I drank a Coke last night. No! It's the worst. Actually, I hadn't drank a Coke in like so long. And yeah. we had it in our fridge. And I was like, it was like a Mexican Coke like with yeah. all the real sugar. And I'm like, I'm drinking this. I don't care. It's, it's like my son. He's like, dude, I, dad, if I'm really, really good and I finish all my homework, can I drink a Coca-Cola? I'm like, where have you even heard that? Like, He's like, grandpa, let me have dude. a Coca-Cola. I love them. They're so good. I'm like, Same. okay, you know, here and there or whatever. But yeah, I would just be cautious. If you're drinking them every day, dude, probably nah. not a good time to be doing all that. Yeah, yeah I agree. We got to be as healthy as we can. Yep. You, you don't know what's coming for you right now. And for, for, for mental health, I think it's important to be reaching out to friends and family. I think it's easy to, to be isolated. I think uh, yeah. now's the time, especially if you know somebody that might be kind of extra introverted, to reach out to them and see how they're doing and just touch base because now more than ever, we're all inside and we're all kind of in these bubbles. And it's just, I think it could go a long way just saying hello to somebody or, hey, what have you been up to? What are you keeping busy with? Because you really don't know what somebody might be going through, you know, whether it be some personal drama or, you know, there's people right now, I don't, dude, I don't know how they do that. There's people living with somebody right now that they can't stand. And it's probably just drama from beginning of the day till night. I, I know. You know what I mean? Like, fortunately for you or I, I mean, I'm in an amazing relationship and I live with somebody that I truly love, but uh, you know, maybe reaching out to one of your friends, it's like, dude, I, I hate my girl or, you know, I just, it's really, you know, taxing on our relationship. I'm with her all day, every day. And it's like really starting to bubble over. It's like, reach yep. out to them. Hey, call me. You want to get on a video call? You want, you know, let's, let's, uh, let's chat it up or let's, you know, let's play a game online or something together. I don't know. Just anything. Or let's work I on know. a collaboration. If it's another DJ or producer, let's, let's do something to keep your mind off of that shit that's going on. Yep. Uh, that's a great point. Yeah, I know. I, it, just being able to even do these podcasts and then do these fun Zoom calls with friends and like uh, FaceTimes and, and, and learning this new program. I'm hitting up Steve Wonder and he's like, okay, we'll get on video chat. And he's like, I learned this. I'm like, I learned this. Okay, cool. You know, and it's like, <laughs> it, it's just, uh, yeah, it keeps your mind going at all times. And, yeah. Um, otherwise, you just sit here reading the news and going crazy. And Dude, that, that's you know. the worst thing you could possibly do is to just sit there and fester and just watch news or, or even have it on in the background like all day long. Like, yeah. for example, my buddy, he lives across the street. He's a fireman. And he goes, I can't tell you how many calls I've been on. And you go in there and people are having issues or what whatnot. And the CNN is just on for like full blast. Like I would say, you know, seven, eight out of 10 homes. There's just news on in the background, cranked, yes. you know, and you're not, you might not even be paying attention to it, but still it's just in your back subconscious, right. like constantly yeah. hammering you with a bunch of negative shit. Yeah, It's not, not good to be in that spot, man. 
No, we're not built for that. I said no. that to my friend too. He was like, yo, I'm having problems. Like I've been having these panic attacks and anxiety attacks and da da da. And I was I was kind of giving him some tips on whatever meditation and different things I do. True. And then I talked to him like I think a, a day later or so, and he was like, sends me this uh Oh, no, he sends me a video of him watching CNN and what he saw of it. And I go, yo, I could solve all your problems. Turn that Turn off. off. Turn it That's off. That's what's giving you the panic attack, okay? Like, as human beings, we're not built to even take in this much information no. and know this many people and know this many facts. Like, I don't need to know all the same facts as the doctor in the same way that right. the doctor doesn't need to know about my DJ mixer, and that, okay? It, it, yeah, and you that's a, it's the double-edged sword, right? You know, years past, you, you didn't have access to that information like we do right. instantaneously. You know, we're yeah. not built for it. You're absolutely right. It's overwhelming. There's no, right. you need to be able to turn it off and disconnect, go outside for a walk. If, you know, in our neighborhood, thank God there's not like a ton of people walking around or whatever. We can actually go yeah. out, ride a bike or whatever and not really have to think that we're, that we're, you know, not social distancing because there's nobody out there, you know? Right, right. Yeah, it's, it's um, I know that's, that's huge right there. You know what I was reading so. the other day too, is that you can lower your anxiety level with 10 minutes of walking the same amount as a 45 minute workout. So you either do a 45 minute workout or you walk for 10 minutes and you're going to get the same effects on anxiety. I thought that was kind of interesting. That is interesting. And I believe that because I do that all the time. I'll just be like, I got to get out of here. Yeah. I was going to walk. I don't even go on a far walk. I'm not even trying to work out. I'm not seeing no. how many steps or calories, but nah. I'm like a new person. I come back. I feel like energized. I can think better. It's just like, it's, yeah. it's good. And, and then it's plenty, whatever works there, for you. There's plenty of apps out there too for meditation. I don't know if you, you mess with like um, Sam Harris's app. It's like waking up or whatever. And there's no. obviously Calm and there's a couple other ones, but they'll let you run through it for free, you know, five or six lessons. And then they want you to pay for the other, you know, 50 or whatever. But even like those free five lessons on Sam Harris's app, like you could sit in your chair or lay down and you just listen to it for like 10 minutes and you just feel like a whole different person just calm right. centered relaxed we really wow. I, I can't stress it enough how how much we need to really be diligent about being on top of our mental health because yeah if we're in it for the long haul like they just extended it for another 30 days or whatever if it keeps getting extended just be prepared to you know stick around in your house for a while yeah. Yo, I know. I mean, thankfully, we're built for this because we <laughs> sat in our house practicing DJing and making music. And I was saying before the quarantine, I think the week before, I had barely gotten out of my house like yeah. at all because I didn't, you know, that's like what I do sometimes. Well, um, but yeah, it, I agree. Those apps are good. And, it's kind of funny okay. because, um, you know, I, I always try to think like, wait, as DJs, are we extroverts or are we introverts? Because... We're Between you and me, like I, I could be at the house, like working on shit and be totally yeah. cool. Like I'm good, I love it. but there's other people like losing their minds. Like, dude, I can't do it. Like I'm so bored or I already watched, no. you know, 15 hours of Netflix. I need to get out. I want to see my friend. I need to go to a house party right, right. now. It's like, no, dude, you don't. <laughs> you really yeah. don't. No, there's sometimes I got to force myself to go out. Like when before the quarantine, you know, <laughs> like I would be like, yo, I've been inside too much doing a podcast and practicing and coming up yeah. with this and that. So I know it's, um, I mean, the family life gets you out. You know, your kid oh, yeah. has to be out all the time. Oh, yeah. But, sure. but yeah, I know. It's, um, I think those are all good. The Calm app and then the first one you said, I'm going to look that yeah, up. Yeah, it's like what waking it, up. Just, it's Sam Harris. Wake, yeah. Okay. Sam I'm Harris. I'm getting that. So. 
And um, uh, yeah, exactly. And then there's other things you could just look up. I'm sure Buddhist meditation, transcendental meditation, whatever works for you. Even Or if it's just a walk or whatever, go... Smoke some weed if it doesn't give you anxiety. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's legal now. Um, <laughs> but yeah, exactly. Dude, the edibles make me have more anxiety. That's panic attack for me. Yeah, you got to be you got to be careful. You know what? Recently I figured it out that if I'm doing um indica, if I take an indica edible, I will have like extreme anxiety for whatever reason. But if it's sativa, for whatever reason, I'm like, oh, I'm all good. And you could kind of figure so out like your dosage, right? Like I know yeah. for me, it's a, it's a very low dosage. It's like five milligrams and I'm like a perfect, like even keel. But if I go yeah. like 15 or 20, I'm like, I'm sitting there just out I'm of it. freaking Way out. too much. Yeah. Way too much. No, for me, but. I'm no, really... me too. Like, I mean, do you have like, did, have you ever taken an edible or smoked and gone to DJ? You know what I did, and it was I did it one time, and I was like, "Nah, I'm never doing this again. I can't. I yeah. can't. I get I so paranoid, and I play way, way different when I, yeah. you know, if I've smoked or taken an edible, and you know, I, I remember doing that, smoking in the booth at this spot with these guys, like, "Yo, take a couple hits." I'm like, "Okay," so I hit the blunt, and then I played so crazy different the owner came up he's like dude what are you doing like you're playing reggae right now like what like these guys want to rage like they're trying to party you're you're it's way too chill i'm like yeah but it feels Same right like, i know nah. that's like, happened nah. to me too they passed me it seemed so good at the time like oh i hit it and then like 10 minutes later i'm like what do i even play right now i don't even know what i'm doing oh i, I should oh no i shouldn't play that oh wait maybe i uh, oh yeah. song's ending oh it's like it, it's too much to yeah handle. for 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 djing i'll, I'll take shots for sure and yeah. that that I opens like, me up then i'm like you know a little loose i'm taking a little bit more chances you know sometimes i'm i'm would I play this? You know, this is a brand new song. Yeah, it's going to clear the floor. Like, fuck it. Let's just play it. Like, I, right. Ses- I'm trying Sesame to, Street. Yeah. <laughs> kind of let your guard down a little bit. Yeah, I know. Yeah, the, the drinking, I mean, you know, you don't have to, but I like to have some drinks to, like, get me in tune with the crowd and loosen yeah. it up and stuff yep. like that. Yeah, for sure. It's, it's more for conducive, sure. I think, to DJing than, than smoking weed. Absolutely. Unless, Unless maybe you're doing like a lounge, like you're playing like a, a weed lounge. True. I don't. They don't have those yet. But you know, I, I envision maybe in the future it's like a, a hookah bar, right? Or in Canada they oh, were yeah. already doing that, the cafes, where you're in there and you're just yeah. smoking and somebody's kind of playing some music. But yeah, if that was the yeah. case, that'd be totally different. It's not a dance club. Oh, I could do that for sure. <laughs> and like it's uh, and they should have that. They have they all should. these cafes coming out. I think like that's a good idea. Yeah, it's, it's a different it's, it's, kind of music that you want to hear in that environment. Oh, yeah. Know? Oh, yeah, for sure. I think we'll see Yo, that. Eventually, we'll see that. It's got to go federal maybe before that starts coming around. But right. I mean, I remember when, shit, when you're 19 in Seattle, everybody would drive up to Vancouver and they already oh, yeah. were super lax on weed smoke and they'd have these cafes kind of like Amsterdam or whatever. And it was, you know, they're not coming in busting anybody. You just walk in, they're playing music. You could just smoke right there, just like a hookah bar. So. Right. I mean, eventually we'll start seeing that. And then, yeah, the music is not going to be wee, 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 bang, 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 wee, wee. No. It's going to be some soulful, cool, you know, vibey yeah. shit for sure. Like samples from the Jay Z album or something. Yeah. Just Dilla <laughs> all night. Like, all right, I'm yeah. good. I'm yeah, good. It works for me. <laughs> when did you start DJing? Like, actually, or like, how'd you get into it? Um, dude, this is, this is a while back. Like, 96 because i was in a couple different bands 
And remember oh, during okay. that era, it was like Sublime would have scratching or like yeah, all these yeah. different bands had like little scratches in the background. And mm-hmm. I wanted our band to have, you know, the little cool scratch, yeah. you know, during the hook for or sure. whatever. So that's yeah. initially what it was for. I was like, okay, let me get this instrument to put into our music. And then when, once the band falls apart, you know, because so-and-so didn't show up to practice or this guy, he's, yep. he's not feeling good or what, you know, it's just hard to get a whole group of people together consistently. You're like, okay, guess it's a one-man band now. I know. That's you the know? beauty of DJing. And yeah. same thing, too. I was in so many groups, rock bands yeah. and hip-hop groups, and it was so much arguing or this would happen, that would happen. And that's when I was like, wait. I'm by myself. I'm the boss of me. I could just go DJ. I don't have to argue with anybody. Yeah. You know. And then what you put in is what you get out. You know, yes. I'm going to show up and I'm going to do practice. Where yeah. other times you'd show up and like, if the drummer doesn't show up to the band, there is no practice happening. Like You're just like, all yeah, right, I guess screwed. maybe tomorrow. Like, what do you want to do? Like, can't do anything. I know. So. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I didn't know you were in a couple different bands. That's pretty cool. Do you play any instruments? I Nah, I was always scratching. It was like, um, I would, well, I was in hip hop. I wanted to be like DJ Premier. You know, like I wanted to have a hip hop group where I would make the beats or I would make beats with my friend and then I would come up with every chorus as a scratch chorus. Oh, and, yeah, 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 um, yeah. Yep. You know, I wanted to do that. And then as time went on, my friends would be in rock bands. And um, like you said, things like Incubus and Sublime and groups with bands. And yeah. And I, I thought, oh, man, this would be dope. Like, I, I love jamming anyway. Like the producer in my hip hop group played drums. So we would do a thing where he would set up the MPC and these rolling V drums and we would recreate breaks live and he would play the the samples and I would scratch oh, over nice. it. And then we got to the point where he was the drummer in this band and, and they were like, we want a DJ. So I would join. But I mean, it was like in this one band, the two, the, the, Two like the guitarist and bassist were twin brothers and would get into like all out fist fight and like <laughs> smash tables. Like I came in one time and the table I would use the DJ was crashed in half, like some WWE type thing happened. And they're like, That's Oh yeah, it. they beat each other up. And I was like, Oh great. Like and then they break up and then come back and you're like, I can't deal with this. It was yeah. too much. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny. I was in a group with uh my boys Kareem and Dom. Early okay. on, too, it was called Boom Bap Project. We were signed to Rhyme Sayers, and we would do that same oh, yeah. thing. We're like, the whole chorus would just be, you know, premiere style scratching. I'd go out and find all the samples and like, or sample yep. older records that, that they had done before I joined the group and like make choruses out of that. That, that shit was fun. You can look them up. It's still on, on Spotify, Boom Bap Project. So, oh, dope. Yeah. All right. I know a lot of my stuff's on there, too. This group, Movement. I was Movement. In, it's like, yeah, M O V E period M E A N T. Yeah. And I see it, it's all on YouTube and all this stuff now. And people are like, what's up with these guys? I'm like, that was 15 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> but it's funny. Um, but yeah, same thing. I mean, we were doing those scratch courses out of with vinyl too, you know? So I'd be going through the acapellas and trying to find the right thing. And, you know, it was before being able to look it up on the internet and lyric sites and stuff. All right, yo, so we're going to get out of here. We're getting our little tech difficulties. But, um, yo, DJ Scene, it was a pleasure having you on the 20 podcast. Thank you so much, dude. Man, thank you for having me here. Always good to catch up with you. Uh, it's a crazy time, but, you know, uh, yes, I'm glad that we I got to, a weird uh, way to touch catch on up. A, a bunch of cool <laughs> shit. What's that? Yes. Uh, I was saying, I know it was a weird way to catch up virtually, but uh, it was pretty dope. I mean, I, I, I love... 
I like it. That's the world we live in now. For, for exactly. right now. Exactly. This world we live in. And I learned a lot on this podcast, too, from, you know. Me, too. Uh, I, need, I need to uh, get into all that stuff you were, you were breaking down as far as all the Twitch and everything else and some of the different apps and whatnot. So I'm going to have to go back through myself yeah. and, and look that stuff up. So thank you, man. I appreciate that. For sure. Yeah, I got you. Yeah, just let me know. Uh, I'll help you figure that out. And I'm going to look up that meditation app and yeah. the fasting and all that. So thank you. Uh, really appreciate you coming on the 20 podcast. And um, I will talk to you soon, man. Thank uh, you. Hey, be safe. Stay healthy. We'll see you. Thanks. All right, you too. All right, the 20 podcast produced by BeatSource. Join us next week. We'll have more interviews as we discuss music that matters to DJs. Peace.